We're back. We're back. You're back now. I'm back, yeah. There we go. Welcome back, George. Hey, Charlie. Hey, everybody. It's a special one. Number 10, the big one zero, decade in. Um, As you'll notice, um, we are doing a Beatles song. And in... in celebration of our love for the Beatles and us not being able to just do one Beatles uh, record. Couldn't choose one. Definitely couldn't choose one. Uh, what we're going to plan to do is every 10th episode, yep. do a Beatles record. Yeah. And what we're our plan is, is to do the last... Work backwards. Work backwards. Um, and today we're doing... The twelfth and final. Uh, I mean, depends who you ask, but the twelfth and final Beatles record. Let yeah. it be. We might as well make this even more complicated because yeah. it's already tough talking about the Beatles and not saying everything that's already been done. Yeah. Why not just skip ahead, try to regurgitate stuff that is happening at the end, the breakup, and then work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Make it tougher on us. Yeah, yeah. Just the timeline and stuff. There's. Uh, well, at this point, they're already the Beatles. Well <laughs> so, established. Yeah, well established. Um, but this album is sort of filled with turmoil and uh, and just it's definitely the weirdest album to get into right away. It's like you said, it's complicated. We're going in uh, with sort of a hard album to cover as Beatles. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as Beatles records go. Even as a huge Beatles fan, I feel like it's the one that like was just sticking out that I didn't really like invest in for a long time. Yeah. It was like the outlier. Even you know you do the the cliche the the pop trippy albums. You get into that, and then you go back to the older stuff. For some reason, Let It Be was just like. Still an outlier for me. I didn't get into it out of all the albums. It was kind of one of the last ones, even though it has amazing fucking yeah. songs on it. Do you th- how how much of that is do you do you think? Because you know, did you? I mean, you know the history of it, where it's kind of like ah, oh, it's not real Beatles record. It's yeah. kind of a weird thing. It's not an official one. I mean, yeah. some people would call Abbey Road the last album, um, and we'll get into the the, the chronologic the chrono- chronology chronology of it. Of it. Um, but this this record is is. Uh, I mean, it's let it be. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's yeah. You're right. It's it's an album that they almost reading more and more about it. They were kind of not. They didn't want it to go away, but it didn't seem like they gave a shit about it. Yeah, at this point, I mean, there was like like we, like I mentioned earlier, the band turmoil, and just and some of the guys didn't give a shit. Some other guys didn't. Yeah, you know, because we're coming out of what the white album, right? Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. so th- yeah. Th- this, th- to make this even harder, George, we're just starting. This isn't the last. This is the last album released, but it's not the last album recorded. Abbey Road is. Yes. So we're we're even in a weirder part where we're going to be talking about pre Abbey Road, yeah. even though we're talking about the album that's after it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just uh, you know it's got songs that are old old Beatles songs. It's got songs that um, they, there was just weird takes of it. Um, you know, yeah. just songs that they had they practiced and never really got anywhere. Never thought about it. Um, and. With each song, we'll we'll get into that. Um, but we're doing the Beatles. Yeah. All right. So it's it's the it's it's officially their twelfth studio album in seven years. Yeah. Let's just all just on yeah the concept the the idea that they made they were the Beatles, the start to finish or you know record wise seven years seven years. Seven all right. Years. Now that now that now that your brain has uh, functioned that. Uh, you get, if you ever got a buddy who starts, you know, giving you shit about the Beatles, yeah. just say seven albums. 
seven I mean, years. Sorry. 12 albums, 12 albums seven, seven years. years. Not to mention singles and, and you know, stuff that never made it on records. Just amount of shit that they have. And pretty good amount of songs <laughs> that are pretty, pretty good in all the albums. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, they have, you know, obviously Let bangers. It Be is a hit. But, yes, they have they have a couple good hits um, over the course of their career. I mean, they're they're a good band. Yeah. Um, and what, what we'll try to do our best... Um, Again, this is our first one, and uh, what we're going to try to do is stay relative to this time, to 1970 Beatles, yeah. 1969, 1970s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, try to stay relevant to this time. We're not going to, we, as we go back, we'll, we'll you know, go into, like we do. Yeah, we'll, if we go to, you know, Sgt. Pepper's, we'll talk about them going to India and all that shit. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But for this one, for Let It Be, we're going to talk about... The let this this era, the recording of it, um, and since it's the last one, we'll obviously get into a little bit of like you know the end, yeah. and um, so we're we're gonna just try to make this a time capsule between 1968 yeah. to 19 to ni- the end of 1970. Yeah, and um, and, we'll, and like you said, we'll skip over Abbey Road part. Yeah, yeah, that's try, in there. We're in order to really if, for the it. sake of us us not uh not uh. Dipping, dipping twice when we do. Because uh, we'll be when talking we about that in yeah. episode twenty. Yes, exactly. All right, so they're they're coming they're coming back from India, all that stuff. We won't get into what happened there, but they're coming off the White Album. It's been like five months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is 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 kind of the the leader now. John Lennon was the the man the guy who started the band. He's, he got all the members on, uh, and was kind of pushing. You know, the he's he's. A, it's so weird with those two. He, there is no leader, but he was—he's always looked at as a leader. John. But Paul, yeah, yeah. But Paul really pushed from Sergeant Pepper's on. He was kind of the one that kept them all together because Brian Epstein, their manager, died, died. right yeah. before uh, Sergeant Pepper's in '67. And the whole, you know, myth or everything behind this is once he died, that's when the cracks started showing up. Mm-hmm. So now you got a couple of years, a couple albums through, and he's worried about. If he can see that the wheels are starting to fall off. Yeah, and, and at this time, like you said, Paul definitely took took the leadership and just being like, "Thank God, hey guys, like let's let's try to do let's make music together again. Let's let's yeah. you know trying to motivate things, motivate things within the band." Um, at this point, John Lennon. I mean, say what you will about her, but John Lennon was with with, with Yoko, and that obviously caused rifts between the band. Yeah. Um, Ringo's kind of the guy who's making the, movies too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, doing all the weird art films yeah. that uh, that uh, him him and Yoko were doing, um, and working on a solo album. Yes, yeah, exactly. So this this album was Paul's best effort in trying to bring everything back. Um, this well, we can talk. We'll start getting into the history. Uh, you know, the album was conceived as Get Back. That's and originally what, the album. Yeah, yeah. In, in the title of get back what the purpose of this what they wanted to do was to step away from the massive orchestration and uh you know bring in everybody in and they would do they were recording yeah they were doing recordings overdubbing it and uh you know different sessions it wasn't them four in the room fucking jamming shit out it was it was and you know the songs or the albums were great for it yeah. but as far as band cohesion and they hadn't played live yeah. so get back was the, what they wanted to do was get back to them playing fucking what they what they started up started up playing what they were doing eight eight hours a day five you know, seven days a week in Germany yes and all the tours they went on he wanted to get back to that he yeah. knew they, they were getting lazy mm-hmm. taking a lot of drugs mm-hmm. 
not leave. You know, John Lennon wasn't leaving the house. He was secluding himself. George was off with the band and Bob Dylan, and that's he brought that kind of back where he there was already a backlash, just like in anything against the whole overproduction psychedelic thing that you're talking about. But not even them, just the movement. Any anytime there's a big movement, there's always going to be that opposite reaction. Yeah, and the band was really knocking a lot of people's socks off during that time. Clapton, Dylan, even though Dylan was part of the band. Yeah. Uh, everyone wanted to kind of go back to that country-ish. Roots rock. Americana. Yeah. And they were really the pushing it, even though they weren't huge. Well, actually, they were really big at that time. The band. The band. Uh-huh. The band, the band. Not just the Beatles, the band. Yeah. There's a the band, band called The Band, band if you yeah. don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, this the, this being sort of... And, and, and so, the tensions were already kind of fucked up within the group and when Paul was like you know hey guys let's let's try to get together he I don't know if he purposely came off or just when you're everybody's pissed off at each other the little things start bothering you and these guys have known each other for fucking ever at this point um it came off as patronizing and that, that he was being the leader and he was being the dominant one where and obviously depends on whose whose account you you take or yeah. what historian says what um and it, so much folklore and all the shit has gone between the yeah, Beatles' most discussed folklore. band in, in the world. So why not do a fucking podcast about it? Yeah. Um, and and just te- just the tensions within the band is it has to be you know considered when when with this with this record. Yeah. Uh, and you got like uh, George Martin and Glenn Johns, the people that worked on the album, giving both sides saying, yeah, Paul was kind of being. He was being, he was doing the best he could to hold this together, but he was doing it in a way that was wasn't too constructive. It was kind of a little patronizing. So there's mm-hmm. both. It was without him, they would have fallen apart. Yeah. So Paul McCartney saved the Beatles a couple more albums. Thank God we get Abbey Road and let it be. But at the same time, he was being a little too domineering. Um, so there, you're right. There's, we'll never know exactly. We weren't there, but there actually is footage of. Let it be the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's so they do the let's do back to basics. But more than that, we're gonna have cameras watch us make this. So here's the idea: we're gonna go into a studio, not really have any ideas, maybe some songs. We'll have a camera crew there. We're gonna show what it's like to start from rehearsing, jamming, you know, getting it all together, making an album, and then at the end of this album. We'll tour. release it. We'll tour. Well, we're gonna do one big live huge show. They, they, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the plan. Was yeah for them to go on an do, ocean liner. Yeah, like TV. They're gonna you know put on Ed Sullivan show or something like that. Um, big, big, big uh, television. Big, yeah, big a big rock and roll finale and just play the album pretty much in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool idea. Just just to go, you you get to sit in and watch us start from the very scratch. The the demos. You're going to watch us rehearse. Not the best idea when we look back at it now. Yeah, and, and they recorded the last you know rec- records before this at Abbey Road Studios, which which they made their home. You know, they had their own little studio at, at Abbey Roads. And, and for this, for the film, they were like, okay, well, let's record it at this, uh, at this film studio, Twickenham Film Studios in, uh, in London or in England. Um, and it was just... It, they 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 went so they they all get back uh, and and get together here and they were all one, one thing that they all were agree in agreement about was okay let's let's get back to basics let's try to figure yeah. this shit out that, that was the one thing they had yeah the like, one piece of, of uh, they loved it yeah they were like cool let's get back to let's go back to playing uh, you know 
early 60s Beatles. Well, I think that a, a song that really got them all excited as a band was Happiness is a Warm Gun. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when they all... That was like you're saying when they... It was almost like, Paul, come in and do your piano part and make uh, do an orchestra for a song, you know, when they were doing their over... Using yeah. the studio as their uh, instruments instead of just using instruments and jamming together. Uh-huh. Uh, Happiness was a Warm Gun was the first time them doing kind of a back-to-roots song and they were all really excited about it yeah. so that was kind of the catalyst for them wanting to get back and and i think paul saw something there like oh everyone's really excited about this let's try to let's try to get back to that kind mm-hmm. of feeling um, and then when they went to the studios it it just had a shit started well shit started going problematic right away yeah if, if you watch the let it be film it's like the it's like a big empty studio it's got some weird like color palette in the back like purple and green mm-hmm. but it's just cold it doesn't feel in, like a, a an inspired place to, to want yeah, to write it's, music it's, it's meant for big orchestra productions where it's yeah. big and spacious so to have to fit yeah, 60 people in, in there. the middle yeah and just tons of room around and you have cameras on you mm-hmm. they're used to having tons of cameras on them but not when they've been doing writing. this yeah. yeah and at this point they are all, they are already the Beatles yeah. so there is already massive massive you know uh Following and fo- yeah, uh, following of, of them, so there's pressure here. Um, and dude, when you add pressure and uh, like outside force pressure drugs. and drugs and being Jealousy. egos and drugs <laughs> again, um, it's sort of a recipe for disaster. And let it be is the product of a recipe for disaster as far you, as Beatles go. Yeah, you're telling the biggest band in the world that they have to be there at 8:30 a.m. Yeah. every day. Yes. John Lennon's like, this is a job now. Yeah. I'm not. I didn't get into this to have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were starting at 8, 8, 8 a.m. He's like, film industry schedule. I yes. guess you had to follow that for the guy for the film industry guys. You get that. Yeah. They, they got their job to do. Mm-hmm. Just show up whenever you. But you George want. Harrison and and Lennon don't give a shit about that. That's not their problem. No. Uh, so going in that early rehearsing uh, there's there's some really funny quotes that Lennon has about rehearsing and just like I, I'm not doing that anymore we show me a song and I'll learn it but we're not going to do this 45 times over and over again yeah. and get it perfect yeah and, and it's, it's funny that he would say that because you know jo- John is sort of the one that's considered uh, <laughs> considered the perfectionist um, and he was this, this the, the quote is, uh, Paul had this idea we were going to rehearse or see it all more like a Simon and Garfunkel, like looking for perfection all the time. And he, uh, and, and so the, he had these ideas that we'll rehearse and then we'll make the album. And of course we're lazy fuckers and we've been playing for 20 years for fuck's sake. We're grown men. We're not just going to sit around rehearsing. I'm not, anyway, we couldn't get into it. And we had to down a few tracks and nobody was into it at all. It was dreadful, dreadful feeling in Twickenham Studios and being filmed all the time. I just wanted them to go away. We'd be there at eight in the morning. You couldn't make music at eight in the morning or 10 or whatever it was in a strange, uh, in a strange place with people filming you in colored lights. So yeah, just like immediately that quote was just like, yeah, how could they be comfortable yeah. here? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and they and tried. Not... They, they did try. They did hundreds of covers. They did songs that were ended up on Abbey Road on their solo albums. Mm-hmm. They they went through the gamut, but it was really starting to break their their back. Uh, and we had we already had Ringo quit at one point during the White Album, but now it was George's turn. Every every one of them get a turn to quit uh-huh. this band when when it's finally done by Paul. It's it's over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have um, George leaving the band. And, and there's there's a really famous scene in there with him and Paul McCarty and Paul's telling him how to play a guitar part and he's pretty much 
I'll, I'll play what you want, Paul, or I won't play whatever pleases you. You know, yeah. just kind of very backhanded, mm-hmm. passive mm-hmm. aggressive. Uh, he quits. And they do their normal. Let's we all get together and go back and apologize, say we're sorry. But now there's new terms and conditions. Yeah, he came, he came back with with. Yeah, uh, I'm coming back, but mm-hmm. we're not doing the live show. Mm-hmm. And out of all out of all the Beatles, he really didn't like the Beatlemania. He, not that he didn't like playing live, but playing live in the Beatles. Yes, just sucked. Yeah, you can't hear. No one cares what you're playing. You got crazy girls, and just they've they've already toured for so for so long that he wasn't about that. So conditions no tour uh, or no final big show mm-hmm. um i we can still do the cameras but we need to get out of that Twickenham studios yeah and let's go back to abbey road go to abbey road uh, or seville row uh, is that the same App, App, apple headquarters seville oh row is where yeah i don't know yeah so it's actually not abbey road which apple headquarters um another thing that the Beatles were trying to do is start up their own record label mm-hmm. not even record just a label to for artists yeah so they're they're trying to be businessmen and if there's any one of them that is a businessman maybe Paul mm-hmm. the rest of them just no nah, it's mm-hmm. not meant to be so they're trying to put that now you got m- more money involved in decisions about other artists when the whole their whole job is just to write songs yeah they were they were doing stuff for Apple and it was like James Taylor and, and did some uh, good stuff yeah. yeah Mary Hopkin and you know some other people there but yeah they were they were spreading themselves too thin and they were leaving some big decisions up to some people that were stealing yes. blindly from them yes taking advantage of not not a surprising thing uh the the my favorite part of the whole george uh you know thank god he said let's get out of uh twickenham and go to the apple headquarters to do the album but i want to bring invite billy preston billy motherfucking this, Preston, and, and this saved uh the beatles because um, when they had Eric Clapton on for um, the White Album, and I think there's a quote, George, and everyone behaved themselves once mm-hmm. he came on. And same thing with Billy Preston. All of a sudden, they all just show up a little more professional. Yeah. There's another person. Actually, mm-hmm. when George quit the band, uh, when George quit the band, John was like, hey, let's fucking bring on, fuck him, we don't need him. Let's, let's, bring, on, let's, bring, let's bring on Clapton. And then Ringo and Paul were like, no, nah, we're not doing yeah. that. Um, and then yeah, so he brings Billy Preston, who's played, who you know, Rolling Stone. He, he, this dude is a keyboard motherfucking player. He was um, on tour with was it Chuck Berry? Uh, yes. So uh, no, Little Richard. Little Richard that's played uh, organ for Sam Cooke, uh, Ray Charles, uh, Rolling Stones, and he's one of the guys who's also considered the you know the fifth Beatle or whatever. Yeah, he's the only guy who's credited as. The f- as as a writer, yeah, Beatles with a, Billy Preston, exactly, yeah, um, and you'll you'll hear his uh, piano playing, and, mostly electric electric organ or electric piano and yeah. organ, and just think where they could have gone if they just c- could stay together a little longer mm-hmm. with that with that group because mm-hmm. some of these songs, some of the rockers that they put on here are, are pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, you get Billy Preston, and this kicks the band into gear. So now they're starting to get their act together. They're acting a little more like grown ups instead of we're the Beatles and. I, someone wrote something great where they're just at a point now where instead of being a band where your idea is going to help my idea and it's going to help the, the overall band, the album, it's almost like your idea is taking up time on my ideas, on my vision, 
So, you know, like someone would bring in a song and instead of being like, oh, that's cool, it was just like, yeah, my song's better. I'd rather spend time on my song. Yeah, and I think John was, as far as in Let It Be, I think John might have been the biggest culprit of that, of just being disinterested in everybody else's yeah. shit. Yeah. Inclu- I mean, well, even including his own, he was just disinterested. Yeah. Um, he was sick on, of Beatles. He was on heroin at this point. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, Yoko came in and, and you know, she was there. Um <laughs> He was tired of living in the bubble. I, I mean, there's even quotes of him, too, saying he pretty much... What his idea of Let It Be was was to destroy the myth of them being the greatest, even though he still wants that yeah. legacy to go on. But he just wanted to show us, like, we're just dudes, and uh, there's nothing special here. If, if you look behind the curtain, mm-hmm. it's... it's just guys. Yeah, it's yeah. just guys. And um, it's not as special as you guys maybe think it is, and it's a lot dirtier. And, and you actually get to see that in the film, that... It wasn't always like that at all. And Glenn Johns, the engineer that they brought on, has uh, talks about the sessions, and he, he doesn't make it sound that bad at all. He said they were joking all the time. He said it was one of the most fun sessions he's ever had. So I guess it's... You know, like uh, when you're hanging around people and maybe they had this conflict, but you don't notice it? So they're, bro- they're all brothers, yeah. so they got their own things. But mm-hmm. to uh, someone on the outside, they're just it might not look that bad. It's more like... There's a little passive aggressive and yeah. patronizing things that you can say to your friend that you know that will yeah. get him. And but you know, yeah. this guy who knows you guys from the outside, he still sees like, oh, you joking. Yeah. And yeah. Um, no, well, another thing that I love about the Beatles is they're hilarious. Yes, they're like one of the funniest bands. If you mm-hmm. listen to any of the studio outtakes or just the banner or even their interviews, like ridiculously smart. They all have an opinion, mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're always fucking with the interviewer with themselves, making yeah. fun of themselves. Um, and that's that's always good to see. That is, I, I like the the half of taking yourself very seriously and the other half of just knowing it's all pretty it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they started recording this record uh, like the second day of uh, January six, uh, 1969. Like, start the new year, let's start this fucking recording. Um, start 1969 off right, uh, and da, 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 and George George quits on the 14th of the year, 15th of the year. So literally, you know, two weeks after they start the session, George leaves. Um, he's gone for a couple days. He goes up to his uh, his little place in, in not Scotland, but uh, out in the country somewhere. You know, yeah. um, clear his head. Yeah, just to clear his head out. He comes back. He says, you know comes back with these uh with uh what's the word you used i'm forgetting ultimatums ultimatums yeah. concessions um so he comes back with that eventually comes in and um you know so they start they, they start playing um yeah so they pretty much agreed to his terms yeah yeah totally that he said you know they had a five-hour meeting or something like that before said get rid of the live show move it get out of fucking Twickenham and yeah so it's a new studio they built a new studio in the basement of uh, Apple's headquarters yeah with the help of George Martin yes Um, which is still crazy that they didn't just go back to Abbey Road but I think it's just one of those things where they just needed they wanted to get away from what they've been doing forever Mm -hmm. they needed I think to get back they had to get out of that overproduced studio and just get back to some more root kind of even if it's hinky, you know, they said there were like wires going underneath the door that they couldn't close. And, mm-hmm. and so it, was, it wasn't all that professionally done. And the, the crazy thing every time I read about Beatles stuff is they had all this state of the art 16 track, 24 track, 48 track uh, studios. 
And they were still doing the eight track. Yeah. I think that's the most they went up. Yeah, and a, and a couple of the songs. Yeah, that's crazy. I think they only did record on eight tracks. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the songs, they they were like, if they had two vocals, they're like, all right, let's take the fucking vocal out because we need to put, you know, keyboards in or yeah, we need a shaker or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and the Beatles, like, yeah. how do they know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like they they were trying to get away from that. And they did. I mean, how much more produced can fucking Beatles albums get? Yeah. Beatles songs get yeah. uh, what they do, what they were able to do on an eight track um, was just amazing. Um, so yeah, so they start, you know, get, they get back in the studio, like the time to actually fucking you know get down to work. Yep. Uh, and these are called the uh, what's it called? The Apple Studio Sessions is yeah. what this was. This is the Get Back Sessions, kind of. Yeah, I think it's Get Back, Let It Be Sessions. It's all kind of considered the same thing. Yeah. Um, Billy Preston comes in, George Harrison you know, brings him in, he's like, this is the other guy, just to fucking ease, ease tension up, we'll all be happier, and you know, it lasted for a little bit. Yeah. It lasted for a little bit. Um, and I think uh, they still had the plan too, and, and we'll get, I, I don't know if we should talk about it after the album's over, but they do actually do a live performance. It's their last performance they'll ever do as a band, mm-hmm. the rooftop performance. Yeah, the famous, the famous rooftop. It, I, With, is it the rooftop of the studio? That yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just literally just walked up to the top of the roof, set up their, their stuff. I don't even know if some of the Apple um, people working in the company even knew what was going on. It was kind of hush-hush. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this big announce, we're going to do this. And people didn't know what was going on. The police didn't know what was going on. This wasn't allowed. The police ended up shutting it down. Yeah. Um, last show they've ever done and two of the songs make it on to the let it be album um and we we skipped over there's just so much going on here so they had the get back sessions made a couple albums glenn johns was engineering he was going through like 48 hours or 96 hours some ridiculous amount of music of material from the uh the twickenham yeah yeah Yeah. and just trying to find something and every time he would he worked his ass off on it anytime he came back one of the guys were just like, no, it's not not what we're looking for. Yeah, and and his so he's he's he came on as an engineer, and then they also brought George Martin or George Martin was also there, and uh, as far and Phil Spector came on later. Came on later. So there's three, you know, kind of legendary dudes working on working yeah. on the on the outside or what's it called the 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 ones and twos of things here, yeah. um, but. Uh, Glenn didn't have like a defined role. He was just kind of like, uh, okay, maybe I'll figure it out. George Martin's obviously taking care of yeah. most of this shit, but uh, um, yeah. So it was just kind of kind of a weird weird thing it, for him. He was almost have. like the Billy Preston of the producing engineering. They're just like, let's just get another body in here, so it's not just George Martin with all the opinions. Let's just get someone on the outside. Mm-hmm. So Glenn Johns tried to do the best he could. He tried two passes at the Get Back session, uh, or the Get Back album. It was scrapped. Beatles were moving on to Abbey Road. We'll skip, so we skip ahead of, of that. They're, yeah. mo- they're working on Abbey Road. Lennon reaches out to Phil Spector, um, and Phil just really wants to work with him, and want, is like, give me a shot. So, all right, here's, here's a couple songs. What can you do? He puts his little magic, or some people think, Overproduction Ruined and shit, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he puts together "Let It Be" as as we now know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go into when we go into the specifics, especially the 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 three or four songs that he really 
altered or yeah. just added yeah. his wall of sound to. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it was released, and it, it's it's mind-boggling that you're playing Long and Winding Road, and we'll get more into the specifics. But Paul McCartney didn't like the re- the re- the recording of this, and they released it anyways. Yeah. Like he, the guy that wrote it, it. Yeah. didn't have. I just it's again. I don't understand how that's even allowed. Well, when they when they Paul guess, McCartney says no, I don't want that, and they're like, no, we're doing that. When they were breaking up, or when they broke up, it, it was, was used in court. Yeah, I guess I'm not exactly sure why they had to go to court. There was I'm sure because it was fucking money involved. Tons of money, and they were like probably had a contract for such and such more albums or whatever. They had to go to the the London the England Royal Court, and he goes, "Well, look at my it's like a divorce court. Oh, he beat me. Okay, cool. You guys can divorce. Yeah. This why are you guys." D- uh, divorcing here well I wrote this song long and winding road and long long and winding road and um and look what they look look how he fucking ruined it I wrote this as a soft piano ballad and now it's got strings and all this shit um in in hindsight it's 2020 because this it's the most beautiful song on the record probably Um, Don't go too much into the song. Yeah, and we'll get. Yeah, we'll obviously get into. It. I'm, I'm getting my dick's getting hard. Just but that, but that was one of his uh, points in, in the breakup was Spectre coming in and touching stuff that he didn't want done, and ended up put, being put on the album. Oh um, yeah, um, yeah. So the, it was. It, it's just it's weird that how hands off they were at the end. It was just like Phil, just fucking put something together. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, instead of they got this legacy of all these classic albums, and then they're just—it seems like just all of a sudden, just whatever, just put it out, we're done, no one cares. Yeah. And it actually was released a month after they officially broke up. Yes, April of '70. Mm-hmm. They broke up in March of '70, mm-hmm. or officially. There's the whole breakup part too. You had Ringo that left. You had George that left. Then John. This is where the, and this is where they'll probably always battle. Is apparently John Lennon quit in September of '69. Um, said it to Paul McCartney's face, like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Out of, and, and when John Lennon says it, since he's the second leader or the leader, Paul McCartney's kind of stunned. Like, well, when George says it to Ringo, they're upset, blah, blah, blah. But when he, if he's saying the band's over, then... It's over. Yeah, it's, we're, co- we're rewriting all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never officially... Anna- he didn't do any announcements. It's kind of those things where he's like, are you gonna, are you gonna, or you're not gonna? Yeah, so like four or five months go by. And yeah, the whole time he it was known that, like, oh, he wants out. Yeah, he wants out. But John never. Wants out. But did he? Did he really? He kind of, I mean, for this, he kind of was just, even if he was physically there, he was a lot of times just mentally wasn't there. I mean, this is a weird record because you have three songs that they're all on him, that every member's on. Four, um, maybe four. The, all four guys are on there. The songs were oh, yeah, no Paul, no George, yeah, yeah, yeah. no John. Uh, and, and White Album was kind of I mean, like Ringo's that too. on all of them too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it, it, it just doesn't have that cohesiveness as yeah. a full band. Yeah. Um, which as like a beat, it, it, you want them all to get along all the time. Yeah. As fans, you're just like, come on, guys, pull your shit together. Obviously, it's fucking before I was born. Any of us were born, but yeah. um, you know. You you want these guys the heroes to, to get along and at this time they just weren't getting along. Yeah. Um and Phil Spector was kind of the nail of the on the coffin 
of the Beatles' career. Not that he was... You understand the concept of a nail in the coffin? You yeah. Know, the nail in the coffin isn't killing the guy, but it's 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 wrapping it up. And it, it killed the Beatles, but you can see that there obviously was a split in the who side that Phil Spector, or who was on Phil Spector's side, because mm-hmm. he ended up producing George George's and John's solo albums mm-hmm. after that, the mm-hmm. next couple albums for both of them. Yeah. So they liked what was going on. Obviously, Paul didn't. So that was another huge thing. Besides just Yoko, which everyone likes to point at, that was definitely part of it. But there was recording. There was opinions about songs. And uh, what you're hearing is the mess of that album. Still yeah. a classic. Yeah. And if you, like, you know, Glenn Johns, he's, he was asked about how to, you know, because basically all of his work got scrapped. Yeah. And what everybody knows is Phil Spector's version. So when he, he gets asked about it, he's just like, he has a quote, I think. He said, I think I think Spectre did the most atrocious job, just utter puke. Yeah. So yeah, he just completely disgusted with it. Um, and, you know, he, he probably has every right to be pissed off about well, George it. Martin, uh, what did he say? Uh, produced by George Martin, overproduced by Phil Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> so he just, he had a nice, polite British slap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the Beatles are, uh, they're... Paul McCartney, yeah. Paul McCartney doesn't care for him. Ringo's kind of just like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Ringo's always just kind of like, yeah, the, come the, on, guys. Yeah. Um, George liked it. Um, you know, so just different. Everybody was thinking different things. Um, well, the, the one kind of funny thing is bringing Phil Spector in. They kind of went exactly away from the get back the to initial, Yeah, yeah. And they, they can't, the Beatles can't stay away from going grand. Mm-hmm. They need, they need, they're just, they're too big. They can't just do a little. Yeah, and there's maybe two songs on, on Let It Be that are get back. Yeah. You know, as far as like, okay, cool. They're doing 12 Bar Blues. You know, they're doing, they're doing yeah. uh, Honky Tonk, Little Richard style shit. Yeah. Um, it's but everything else is. Pretty, pretty big. Yeah. It's, they just it's, can't help it's, it. it's Abbey Road, the beginning of yeah. Abbey Road. And that's even Lennon saying that we wanted to break the myth. And then he hears Across the Universe and he's like, yeah, let's uh, let's go with mm-hmm. that new instead mm-hmm. instead of the he had a crappier version. Well, why don't just put that out then? You know, deep down, you know that's gonna live forever, and yeah. you know it's a great song. So yeah. why would you ruin it just because in your... the name of wanting to be punk rock or whatever? Yeah. Um, and just so sick of being in the Beatles. That's all it was. It wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was. I just you wanted to be with Yoko and just done with the playing mm-hmm. this this game. Mm-hmm. This Beatles. Because seven years is a really long time. When you're you got sick of it. <laughs> I mean, he's 29, and the rest of the guys are 27, 26. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I still, when I listen to this, I still think they're older than me now. No. No. They just sound like wise, a lot of those guys from the 60s. Some, right? Like, Something about the 60s and 70s, like, like uh, Doors, you know, our, our boy, Graham Parsons, is like, died at 29 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Croce died at like 27. They all sound like 26. 40-year-old men yeah. singing like, life experience yeah I mean I guess they experience a lot more life in a, a concentrated time yeah. just being super famous and I think that's also a cultural thing now we don't grow up as quick we're mm-hmm. more babied and we just it's a lot easier to in America to mm-hmm. kind of live uh, like like I don't know it's just it, it's crazy to think of them as 27 year olds and men absolutely but not these 45 year old I mean Lennon didn't even make it past 40 but it's it's funny to hear like, oh they 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 turn into dad rock and it's like they're only in their thirties. But 
it's a young man's game. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it, it even gets worse with hip hop and stuff. It just, it's made from 18 to like 24. That's your peak. Yeah. And, and after, after that, that, you gotta figure something better. You yeah. Join a or make a clothing company or something. Yeah, unless you're a real musician, then you're all set. Yeah, you you're actually get life. better. Yeah. But um, maybe not. So I mean, we've been we've been talking 40 minutes about the the, the pre, and that's fine. Um, yeah, sorry if it was meandering. Yeah. It's, it's really it's so much. What going do we on. have to say? We're, well, we're, we got to the point of before you know. We, I think we we covered enough ground there. Yeah. Um, nothing really much to add there. We could talk about the album cover. Um, the album cover is, you know, Let It Be in black. It's got John, Paul, and it's actually been bothering me that we haven't said it the whole time. The members of the Beatles uh, are Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. Um, just, just so you know. Just so you know. I, we haven't said that, but it, it's it been in the back of my mind the whole time. Um, the album covers the four of them in their own little box, uh, separated. Separated, and it's very, it's 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 a telling. It's sort of a telling thing because you know you have like let me do or me yeah uh, please please me where they're, they're all together. All of them, almost all of them, they're all, all together. together. Or even Revolver, they're all four. It's a it's a drawing, but they're all together. White album was the first difference, and it was all just a white cover. But then you go in and it has separate pictures. That was the kind of beginning. But this is yeah, just you're right. Blatant. You're right. Yeah, There's, and it, it almost looks like it's just different times. Errors. Different. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's yeah. It's t- very telling of, of exactly what uh, what was going on with the Beatles. Um, Lennon's got his classic uh, glasses now. He's that's, got his classic he's, look. Yeah. He's got. He's, he's super skinny. So that's that's the heroin kicking in. Because I mean, just you look a couple. You know, we're talking seven years time. If you look at their, you know, you're like, you talk about their errors. The all you're talking about is like six months yeah. differences and how much they shift yeah. every six months. <laughs> George is like, oh, or I'm going to grow a thick beard now. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have one six months ago. Well, now this is going to be an iconic version of me. Yeah, and I'm going to look like I'm 47 <laughs> and some wise fucking man who lives up in the mountains. <laughs> a wise mountain man. That guy knows shit. Um... Paul's going with a big fucking puffy. I mean, he's just beardy McBeards there. Yeah, totally. He's got, uh, and Ringo's got his, his mustache that I'm actually ro- rocking today. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the uh, the Ringo mustache. Oh, this is a little shorter than mine. Um, they look rough. They look yeah. like they're roughed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they look like they're 50. <laughs> So, number one records. Uh, in UK, US, right away. Yeah, no right? surprise yeah, there. Yeah, no surprise there. Uh, we were talking, I think, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about how we didn't, we haven't done a huge record. Um, well, obviously, we're doing Beatles, so that's out the window now. We um, picked the, sm- the smaller of the, sure. I mean, it's still yeah. huge. I know. It's hilarious. You yeah. can't even pick a small one. No. Well, like you were saying earlier, it's kind of the one that you kind of had on the back burner. Everyone just always talked about it as the one that they didn't care about. Yes, and yeah, you're not you're, you're not you're not alone. I same thing with me, and if it's us too, I'm sure every yeah. or tons of other people too. Um, it's ranked uh, number 86 on Rolling Stone's best 500 best albums of all time. Is that um, probably their worst? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. At the time of its release, it was at number 86 out of 500. It was moved down to 392. Ooh, losers. In 2012. What a fucking... Dude, it just Get doesn't hold up. Together, doesn't Beatles. hold up. <laughs> um, oh, one quick thing. Let, let it be uh, naked. 
Paul, Paul McCartney released, re-released Let It Be Naked in 2003. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird he did it after George passed away, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is... Finally! You know it must have been festering just all these years. Well, he, he didn't want Let It Be as, as it was. Mm-hmm. So he took away the Phil Spector productions. He uh, took out some... And, and, and gladly... Well, not gladly, it doesn't matter, but he took out some of those small songs that we'll talk about, the fillers that are needed. Mm-hmm. And... Things that I have been badgering George the last couple days, and it will forever just torment torment me. Is they took <laughs> he put back in "Don't Let Me Down." Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what Phil Spector was doing, and "Don't Let Me Down" is it's up there with one of their best songs, and it really would have made this song not 349th. I think that would have brought yeah. it back up to two, two, yeah. 200, maybe 150. Yeah, just adding that song in, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, so Don't Let Me Down, it came in the in the naked version, uh, and it replaced a couple songs that we'll get into, and you'll be able to tell, and we'll, we'll call it out, and just like, why is this song in here? Um, do you want to do Don't Let Me Down, or should we just talk about it and move on, or... <sighs> we didn't really discuss that before. We, we haven't. Um, we haven't done anything that isn't purely on yeah. the record. Yeah. Um, and the same reason that we were talking about uh, George or John Lennon not wanting to be a perfectionist to, to make this whole thing, we can probably break can our own fucking rules. Do too. whatever we want. We can do whatever we well, want. Well, they're the um, one band that just doesn't. I guess there were other bands at that time, but they wrote amazing songs on singles and didn't put them on albums. Yeah. Were the other bands doing that at that time that were that big that were writing like The Doors, all their big songs, Pink Floyd. No, all the Zeppelin, they didn't even really do singles. It, 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 it's weird because they were just like, again, just seven always. years. So they just had a bunch of shit to write. Like, let's get everything out. Why put it on a record? It's a single. Maybe. I don't know. They just had so much shit in such a short amount of time. Hey Jude. Is that it has to be... doesn't exist on that. What song? Hey Jude. I don't, I don't know that song. Yeah, it's a shitty song. Hey, hey, hey Jews? Uh, it's about the Jewish culture. Okay. Yeah, and, I'm not uh, Jewish. So I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, terrible song. So yeah, this song has, uh, or this album has 12 songs. Uh, it's about 42 minutes long. Um, we can, so we talked about all the, produ- all the producers. Yeah. Uh, well, we can get into the musicians once we get in, the extra musicians on it once we get into the actual songs. Yeah, let's... The four uh, of them, let's, uh, let's dig in. Let's start it up. Number one. Two of us. Two of us. Doris gets her oats. If we're, you know, we're, we're going into so much uh, darkness or, you know, darkness, but just like 
not cohesiveness, but from this first song, you would not guess that's. Mm. This is a pretty song. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of the. Um, this is one of the get back. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so as a disclaimer, if, if we're saying get back, it's the the, the original design intent of this record. Right. Is, you know, like we were saying to get back to roots. Basics. So we'll just call it get back. Um, this is one of the get back songs. Yeah. Um, just two. You got uh, Paul and John um, just strumming, mm-hmm. simple strumming mm-hmm. song. Um, they're both singing out the same microphone. Cute. And, and yeah, there's that. He, this is the, the. This feels like old school Lennon McCartney collaboration. Yeah. You know, and like I could see them sitting face to face writing this. You know, I think Paul. It's kind of Paul's song, and then he brought it in. But McCartney, uh, Lennon sounds into it. Like they're harmonizing beautifully. Um, George Harrison's playing bass. It's actually with a guitar. Yeah. Um, but so he's so he since Paul's playing acoustic. And, and as going back to your get back thing, it wasn't well. I'm Paul McCartney. I'll just overdub with the bass line. Like no, let's let's get back to uh, just straight up live recording of it. Yeah. All of us in the same room together. Mm-hmm. Um, the the always underrated. I said that right. Not overrated. Yeah. Um, Ringo plays exactly what needs to be done for a song, and that, and I I try to state it as uh, he's not he's not John Bonham drummer. He's a a musician who uses the drums as an instrument instead of just the drum beat the instead whole time. Instead of the beat, yeah. He uses so, it as as John Lennon uses his guitars. Yeah, and if, if he, he actually, he'll he'll listen to the lyrics and be like, this sounds good with the lyric. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going with the melody. He's not just like, you could just play straight up beat. And, that, and it would be a decent song. Yeah. But stopping here. He, I mean, he's a, he's a virtuoso out. in his own right. Um, yeah. uh, as, as, I mean, he's, he's kind of the king of fills. Yeah. Uh, not the, maybe not the king of fills, but you know he's got he just weird little things. Uh, well, I really like the the you and you know just that build up and then they turn up the volume. His 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 drums come kicking and then stops and then it backs up. Just little a nicely put together band. This sounds like a band song. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's together here. You got Lennon here being a little jokester. Yeah. What is it again? Dig, dig, dig a pygmy. Dig a pygmy. So the next song after this is with Dig a Pony. So I think it's something with that. And then... Dig a Pygmy by Charles Haltree and the Death Fate. I saw something about it, Dig a Pygmy. Charles Haltree was like this, like... He was like 18 inches tall or something in, in England, like an actor or something like that. But he was like a tiny guy. I think that's who Charles Haltree is. Um, phase one, which Doris gets her out. It's fucking gibberish. Dude, um, he always mentions Doris Day. Yeah. He says it in the song later, Doris mm-hmm. did, and then like in other uh, outtakes of other albums, he I think he had a thing for Doris Day. She was a hottie. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, he, yeah, I think he was like, I'm John Lennon, maybe I can get Doris Day. Mm-hmm. I mean he he got a you know, Yoko's beautiful on her own, right? But uh, Doris Day was a looker. Uh, and talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, going back to what I, I think I said it with Cap Power. This is you could see like a couple of boys sitting out on the porch, mm-hmm. tapping, enjoying the, in, enjoying each other's company, enjoying the sunshine. Yeah. Um, but it's I've always thought of this is almost a lo- not a love song to each other, but this is a yeah. a song to them. But it's also. A McCartney love well, it's mostly a McCartney love song to Linda. Linda. Uh, yeah. Getting deliberately lost in the country uh, with Linda. Yeah. 
going back to where he was in this time, just being caught in the Beatles. Linda was just like, let's get in the car. And like, well, where are we going? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's get lost. Drive that way. Let's yeah. go get lost. Go, let's go get weird. Let's go get stoned and run in the woods. Mm-hmm. And just Two of us riding nowhere, spending someone else's hard-earned pay. You and me, Sunday driving, not arriving, on our way back home. There, um, there's some lines in there that just sound like towards John. Yeah. You know, earning, uh, spending someone's hard-earned pay... It's like them back in the day. Yeah. Just well, and they realize like, oh, we have a musician. We're making money doing music. This is yeah. someone else's work. Some guy's we're, working his ass off. We're having fun doing this. Yeah. Um, or just like a, a it's it's kind of the, like a look into nostalgia, for for the benefit of hey, remember how things used to be? We can still be like that. Yeah, and it's kind of it's doing. kind of a open-hearted in that way of just like yeah, remember what we were? Remember how you know yeah. what we did? Kind of thing. Um, we, we don't have to be happy-go-lucky Beatles like we were, but we also don't have to act like this is the end of the world. Like, we're musicians. Yeah. This is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and let's pr- appreciate that. And we do love each other, even though we might hate each other right now. Um, but we're brothers. And, uh, and yeah, honestly, it, it, it's it's good. It's really nice thinking it's because it, it, it works for both. It works, works for Paul Rutt writing to Linda, because this is a Paul McCartney song. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the songs will be credited as as, as McCartney Lennon. All of them. Uh, all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is this one here is a is a Paul McCartney song. I like the whistle at the end here. Mm-hmm. Lennon jumps in with the. And someone that I read, I'll give credit. I don't know who wrote it, but when I was kind of looking up the song, that whistle kind of sounds like "Hello Goodbye," uh, if, from a, a previous song. And it's the horns on Hello Goodbye. It kind of has the same melody. Yeah, a little bit. I, and I, I can't think of it when I'm hearing other music now, yeah. but it, it, it has the same kind of melody. The song was originally called On Our Way Home. Not shockingly, they say that a lot. Um, two of us just sound sweeter. Yeah. And again, it's a couple thing or oh, your, your brother. Um, but how, how can you not? You and I have memories longer than the road that stretches out ahead. Yeah. That's, a, that's the Lennon. Because he only knew Linda for about six months. Yeah. Yeah. You and so, I have memories longer than since we were lads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've known each other. This is, this is like, you know, 1969. They've known each other for 15 years at this point, you know, 12, 12, 12 years. Yeah. Um, and then two of us wearing raincoats, standing so low in the sun. That could be obviously literal, or mm-hmm. that could be. Um, just us going through dark times, but we're still just together. Um, and then you and me chasing paper, getting nowhere. Is that starting up Apple business? We're, we're, we're getting we're getting to something that we're out of our league. Yeah. Uh, or chasing paper. Is it taking tabs of acid, going nowhere? I, I mean, just having burning matches, lifting latches. Is that just going them, out into the night? And, them hanging out. Just the regular hanging out. You know, smoking, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed. Um, whatever they were doing, but yeah, it, 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 it's, it's it's okay. First of all, it's a beautiful fucking song. Yeah. Um, what Very I what I love the, I love these like that's what that's yeah, what, that's I was what you were talking. Yeah. And three was like three or four times in the song yeah. where it just stops, and then Paul's fucking swanky voice here, his boyish you know his boyish singing here. It's a very sweet song. Yeah. Um, and you get Lennon being sweet. 
Yes. And when he's in an angry period. Yeah, and, and it's very, yeah, it's nice that like they can put put aside some bullshit for for a minute and and, and write you know. Yeah, and, and a beautiful song. And I don't want to overdo the whole angry and that kind of stuff because if you watch the footage, there's a lot of them just having a great fucking sure. time. So sure. it's not as bad. As... You can still be pissed off. You can be in a bad relationship with someone, but have great times. You know, um, it was what the bigger picture of things were here. Um, but again, you couldn't you couldn't do this song without all four uh, being here. Like you said, there's gonna be some songs that they're not all together. Mm-hmm. This is this is a Beatles song. Yep, absolutely. And it's a beautiful one, and it's beautiful in its simplicity, which the Beatles are really good at. That's I think uh, uh, one of the things that maybe are stabbed at them is it's not that complicated. So how good can they be? That's the you, that you just yeah. you just proved your point, right? Exactly. They can mm-hmm. do it simple and make it beautiful. Yeah. Try it out. It's tough. Great, great start of an album. So, yeah, yeah. you want to sing along to it? I Everything. hope he plays this out in the desert. Everything. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want them all, but yeah. yeah. Um, Stops there. You think it's over? Nope. I like that little uh, arpeggio. Just, mm-hmm. again, like, simple. It's like dueling, dueling uh, guitars here. Yeah. You know, just bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. It's a happy song. A great one. Great one to start the album. Very cool. I'm uh, I'm digging this. I'm in love. Um, Got. I'm, I'm hoping that this maybe bring our friendship together. Not, not. he probably didn't think. Oh, I'm going to write a song and we'll be together forever. We'll be friends again. Slide little things that you, you do for mm-hmm. when you can't say it face to face. Um. So they start off with some cohesion here. Yeah. Um, Doesn't look like everything's that wrong. So, no. and, and let's just always keep going. It's This is a get back song. Yes. This is a that uh-huh. feeling. So cool. We, totally. We got a great song to start off. Um, I'm glad. I think on the Let It Be Naked, he starts off with one after 909. Uh, uh, as number one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, weird, sure. uh, that's a weird move. I'm, I'm happy with this. Yes, so. totally. I actually really like the, the whole... Um, layout of this album, the, the, the order of the songs, it, I, I think uh, Phil Spector did a good job there. Besides my whole "Don't Let Me Down" thing, yeah, um, yeah, I was actually thinking about the this as an album. The long and winding road at last would probably be would probably be perfect. Um, but that's just me. I'm not Phil Spector, and I was not uh, involved with the Beatles in any in any way, uh, shape, or form. It's tough. We'll, I just we'll get really like that song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great, great song. Great one. Uh, and then we'll go to number two. Dig a pony. Dig a pony. Any place you go Yes, you can penetrate Any place you go 
This is rooftop right here. This oh, yeah. isn't studio magic. This isn't. Uh, let's get the right takedown. This is it. And yeah, you we got. Did, we didn't mention that before. Some of the rec- some true. of the songs on this album. Two of them. Two of them. Uh, this being the first one, were rips from uh, the live rooftop performance. Straight up, this is. If if they had any doubt about themselves, or if anyone thought they weren't a good live band, mm-hmm. you shitting them. The voices. The, 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 my, the that's my favorite thing about it. I think is the backup vocals here. Right here. And Lennon McCartney sing together in six songs on this album. So this whole like splitting apart thing, again, like you're listening to this album, mm-hmm. or you listen to this song, mm-hmm. you got Billy Preston too. Uh, this is this is when he gets to shine, and he'll he'll actually have a couple other. Don't Let Me Down. Unbelievable. Just go listen to Billy Preston on Don't Let Me Down. But <laughs> Dig a Pony, uh, he's a little more subtle. I think he gets a little um, chance to shine later on in the song. Uh, lyrically, this song is not, it's not like nonsense gibberish, but it kind of is. Yeah. But it, there's kind of something there. Uh, John Lennon, 1972. I was just having fun with words. It was literally a nonsense song. You just take words and you stick them together. You see if they have any meaning. Some of them do, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that, that. Like If you're writing a song, sometimes you just get a melody and you just throw in words. And then you finesse it and try to make meaning of it. Yeah, I think it's like just, how, uh, how, uh, sorry, how yesterday was Scrambled Eggs, Scrambled yeah, Eggs. Yeah, what was the other, wasn't there a song last week? Oh, Lonely by Tom Waits where we're just like, he just started off with Lonely and then he, maybe he was like, all right, now what am I doing? And he's like, that's good. Eyes. I think I think that's where this is, where he went a little more. He didn't just keep saying the same verse over there. Every verse is different. Um, and we can get into... Oh, I dig a pony. Yeah. Oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the quote you said, um, Lennon's thing, he said in the 80s, he was like, it was just a piece of garbage yeah. uh, song. Which he said about almost all of yes. the songs. He's and just... this song is kind of John Lennon, or yeah, it's Lennon's only new contribution, him to the band, to, to, to Let It Be. Yeah, because um, um, Across the Universe was already an old song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's first like co- new composition uh, that came up. Came up. Uh, and it was actually the first song that they recorded for this record um, in the studio. It's not obviously what came out on the Let It Be version, but um, yeah. So it was like in this thing, it was it was one of the it was the first song. And we're, um, we'll put this in the get back category. This is roots. Yeah, roots rock. It's like it's blues. It's blues. Yeah, but not. The, the, they do a good job of not doing just like obvious blues. There's yeah. something swinging. They got that that riff. That's a fucking great riff. Uh-huh. And he's just got that little kind of like the sway 
la- little sway verses and then the screaming vocals here. Um, it's just a screaming love song. And Ringo's Ringo's drums here, it's just, just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, and just in the background, he's kind of just sloshing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so lyrically, there's a couple things in here um, that are pretty interesting. Uh, First of all, it's a, just a straight yes. up love song. Yeah. Just I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Well, every I think every John Lennon song from now until '74 is pretty much in love with you. Okay, yeah. hey, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it just a weird way of going about it. Yeah. This um, so I dig a pony. Um, the his, the second verse, uh, I pick a moon dog. Um, well, no, I do a roadhog. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do a roadhog. Well, that's the first verse. Um, oh yeah. Well, well the yeah. moon dog. That being that uh, that um, while they were while Lennon, McCartney, and Harrison were at the Liverpool College of Art, they were they claimed to have been in a band at least you know for something like four or five shows, Johnny and the Moon Dogs. Yeah. So it's kind of a you know a little like yeah little shout out there. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like he's going through each verse saying almost going through phases of his life. And then I got all this, and then at the end of the day, all I want is you. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. So Johnny and the Moon Dogs. Um, I like right after that. You can radiate. Uh, well, you can radiate everything you are. That's mm-hmm. a very LSD. You got power in you, and you can. You know, I started off as Johnny Moon Dogs, and now we're the fucking Beatles at the yeah. top. Like you can radiate. You can push your own kind of uh, self determination. You can syndicate any boat you row. That's later on. So a roll uh-huh. of Stony. Mm-hmm. Is that just rolling a joint? Is that a shot at the Rolling Stones? Imitate everyone you know. He's yeah. been known to say that uh, Mick Jagger is kind of a imitator of the, the old black blues, and yeah. prancing around like a little fairy. Mm-hmm. His words, folks. Oh mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, they they and yeah, the Stones and Beatles always had a uh, love hate love hate relationship. They respected the fuck out of each other. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they were always competing for like, oh, you did that, we'll do that. Yeah. You did that, we'll do that. Uh huh. Um, and then so yeah, they have the Rolling Stoney, and then they have ooh ooh now I feel the wind blow, and and well you can indicate everything you see. Well you can indicate everything you see. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, and you know they were. Lennon was obsessed with Bob Dylan. Yeah, they were. I think you know as a, as a band they 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 loved and respected the hell out of Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just kind of cool little references, and like you were saying, it's like look at all these things that I've been, or can do, or who I've, what I, what things I've done. But at the end of the day, none of that shit matters because all I want is you. Yeah, and everything has to be the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because then that will make me good. So yeah, it's uh, just a fucking great song, and, and to know that it's live, just phenomenal. Paul McCartney, very. Uh, I, I, all we use is rated word, underrated, overrated. One of the best bassists. Um, never playing the the straight up bass notes or anything kind of obvious. Just really melodic. If you're shocked that Paul McCartney's melodic, then you haven't been listening to him. <laughs> but his bass lines are just phenomenal. 
Yeah, yeah he does. Very, he very, very rarely will he do straight up just do 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 yeah. do 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 Never. Always singing along. Yeah. Um, and how who that's influenced every bassist. Anyone that's if you're a bassist and you, you don't have him showing respect. You know, I get it if you're doing some speed metal stuff and you're you're not going for the smooth melodic stuff, but even then, but you gotta at least appreciate at least appreciate the musicianship of Paul McCartney and, and as, I, as a ba- as a bassist specifically. And I miss it on Lennon, George solo albums. They're great, but they don't, they're missing Paul's bass because the other guys they have amazing basses play on their albums. Great job, but there's something he does to the to the bass lines just turns them inside out. And since he's so melodic, there's just there's something uh, that just kind of misses from yeah Beatles solo. Yeah, yeah. Everyone again. We have two songs in a row where everyone's showing up. Again, Cassidy emphasized this is live, so no one dropped the ball in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and George Harrison, nice little solo in there. Yeah, and he he just keeps the melt. Oh, here we go. Bass, there you go. It's kind of like think about it, kind of sounds like Everly Brothers or like that, like uh, they were Righteous sh- Brothers, you know, huge Everly Brothers, yeah, fanatics. Yeah. They did cover songs in the early, early time, yeah. That's what that's what I've and going, even for like you were saying when they had like four, 96 hours of shit, they yeah. had some Everly, Everly Brothers tunes. Well, that, that's for me the reason the Beatles are the best or my favorite is everyone else was going just straight up blues. Rolling Stone, Zeppelin, and not that they didn't do an amazing job. I'm not no. putting down. It's that whole thing when you say talk about other people, they're still the best of all time. Yes. But the, the, the one indication is they were just kind of sticking blues standards when you kind of break down the songs. These guys would do Everly Brothers. They would do Motown songs. They would do chick cover songs. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Girl, The Shirley's, and they liked everything yeah and it should that's why you could do all these different albums that they did they had so much you know influence jinx um yeah uh and this shows yeah this, this is a bluesy song but like you said not a straight up bluesy song yeah you, you, you hear people nowadays that write a blues song you're like dude this has been done yeah a billion times yeah so i don't care what, you, what you're saying time. on top of it it's the same thing i know the turnaround's gonna come here mm-hmm. yeah uh and I don't, I don't get that feeling from their bluesy songs. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but that's why we're uh, Beatles fans. And yeah, Paul's high harmonies. Unbelievable. Had it, had it. Just so good. Fucking Paul McCartney. He, to think, I mean, anybody who's who's listening to this who isn't a, isn't a musician, or maybe you are a musician, but the art of playing live is a whole nother beast compared to play, playing in your own studio. In your home, they with this they captured Phil Spector. I don't know if this is his direct choice to use this cut, but he did. If whoever chose to do this version, I don't know the live version. The live version, yeah, amazing. There's other versions and they're not as good. Yeah, there's there's a there's a magic, you know, two minutes and whatever the song is in the moment. Three fifty five that they just captured magic. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious that it's mostly, you know, 
Dig a pony. It's 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 almost a, like you said nonsense song, but it's really it's not. It's not. It's not. I feel, I've I've always loved it. There's something yeah. about it I love. I don't. Yeah, and you don't always have to explain it. There's <laughs> just a feeling. Originally titled "All I Want Is You," oh. but of course you went with the obvious "Dig a Pony" just so everyone could feel comfortable. Yeah, didn't exactly. want to scare him with "All I Want Is You." Uh-huh. Well, like two of us was uh, was um, on my way home. On our way home. On our way home. Yeah. So two songs, two different <laughs> titles yeah. switched last second. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. On our way home. The two of us, I think he wanted to emphasize that. Two of who? McCartney Lennon, McCartney's girl. Dick Pahoney, it's just cool. Yeah. I think when you've been writing songs for seven fucking years, but you've written 200, I think they've written 250 songs. Mm-hmm. When I got that Beatles book over there, all their, it's got the breakdown of all the music and everything. Yeah. Um, you get, they've done all, they've done all I want as you. I, they've done like, I love, love me, do. love me, do. I want to hold your hand. He want, and he already went. They already went through the whole psychedelic thing. They just want to write a little more obscure. Take mm-hmm. a pony. Yeah. What does it mean? Fucking knows. You figure it out. Yeah, it's not my job. The next song, uh, song number three, doesn't oh, doesn't, doesn't uh, it, it goes back to the the, yeah. the the title. Doesn't keep the formula up here. Song number three, across, across the, the universe. universe. Rain into a paper cup They slither wildly As they slip away Across the universe Pools of sorrow Waves of joy Are drifting through my opened mind Possessing and caressing me expansion here. We're going, uh, going psychedelic. The, we're going across we're the going universe. Across the goddamn universe. <laughs> we're going with beauty. We're going with transcendental. Just TM. TM. This is. I mean, it's just a beautiful song. Maybe his. You know, we just went from Dig a Pony, where you're like, "What the fuck is? What are you talking about, John Lennon?" To like, I'll tell you exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. And poetry. Uh, well, let's let's first go. This, as George was saying, this wasn't this wasn't a contribution to that new album. This is an old song. It's been around since the White Album, which was what fucking six months before. It's not like it's old. <laughs> it's never not going oh, to be interesting or funny to me. You're pulling up that old song yeah, from six months ago. Yeah, it's, that's like, never going to not be not be funny to me. Yeah. No matter what we say, there's no old song. The oldest it can be is seven years old. It's not that old. Yeah. Um, so, but they already recorded it for a uh, soundtrack for like a wildlife 
for some charity. A lot charity of charity. Thing. Yeah. And um, with various other artists, different. And know. it was called "Nothing Is Gonna Change My World." Probably yeah. named after this because it was undoubtedly the best song on the fucking thing. Yes. No one else is writing a song like that. I'd probably not. Um, <laughs> that version, it's weird. You can hear it on the Past Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got bir- now it makes sense. At first, it's like this bird chirping at the beginning. I'm yeah. like, eh, it's a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, and I think they do that on like the the, the they have that like on the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, just other things a little. Well, there's a movie, value. a real movie that came out called Across the Universe. Yeah, yeah. All Beatles movie. That's, that, what, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, um, and so so he recorded this album or this song, um, and it was in D, but on the the wild the the soundtrack the charity it was sped up just a little bit to mm-hmm. D sharp mm-hmm. um, and you listen to it and it's still pretty it's, I mean, you can't deny a great song but there's just it, it, it and this is where Phil Spector jumps in and makes something good great they he actually slowed down the song from D to D flat yeah um, and it gives this song is very psychedelic. To me, it's you got you got songs like um, "I Am the Walrus," which just sounds like a man. Just the trip is at its peak, and he's trying to fucking talk to you, and he's just like, "I am the Eggman." He thinks he's fucking Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you got other songs by him who are more reflective about childhood, which happens on psychedelic trips. You start reminiscing. This is like a guy who's done it enough, and he's actually, but he's also been meditating, or he's like like a hurricane you know in the eye of the storm like everything's been going crazy all of a sudden he's just like I figured it out Yeah, I got it all figured it out the funny thing is is this song originated from a night where his ex-wife was nagging him yeah just bothering him and yeah so he he, he was in bed with his his uh, ex his first wife Cynthia. Cynthia and he was just regular relationship shit where she's well, why don't you take the trash out whatever it was um, and then he's just like, I need to fucking get away. He's irritated. He goes down to the basement. He starts writing this. And originally it was like, you know, it was this was him being like, I'm Zen. I'm not gonna let it bother me. And like originally, I think like when he first started playing it, he was he was like, it was gonna be like, nothing's gonna change yeah, my nothing, world. It's probably a dig a pony kind of yeah, yeah. aggressive. Yeah, a little bit more aggressive. And I think with, uh, I mean, just the 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 weird part of this song is the yai. Jai Guru Deva. Jai Guru. Jai Guru Deva. Om. Uh, you know, that's that's his TM chance. That's his, like, uh, what does that mean? It means... Uh, Victory to God Divine. Yes. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter as for if TM... And no. whatever your mantra is, it doesn't really have to necessarily mean anything. It's whatever gets you into that state of, of Zen or whatever, what, you know the transcendental part of it uh, so he's just using this as a just fucking calm and down calm yeah. and down calm and down yeah he said uh, he was possessed uh, he had to get up and write it it was like mm-hmm. a psychic or a medium was going through him this thing has to go down yeah it won't let you sleep you have to get up make it into something and then you're allowed to go to bed um, that's always in the middle of the bloody night when you're half awake or tired and your criti- critical facilities are switched off. Yeah. yeah and uh, his wife irritated them, went downstairs, and this thing just flooded out. Yeah, just the first verse, words are flown out like endless rain into a paper cup. Yeah. Uh, they slither wildly as I slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind. Possessing and... Cr- I mean, dude, fuck you. Like, you, you, first verse, poetry. Yeah. Some fucking... 
it might you know lyrically is poetically his one of his strongest songs pools of sorrow and waves yeah. of joy mm-hmm. just uh, the good old up and down and riding the coast of yeah, uh, just of the life. imagery that that, that that he's he's doing in this you know second verse images of broken lights which dance before me like a million eyes they call on me and on on and on across the universe thoughts meander like a restless wind inside a letterbox they tumble blindly as they make their way across the universe like it's it's magical it's very magical and, and, and dreamy, this fucking song. Limitless, undying love, which shines around me like a million suns and calls me on and on across the universe. That's the lyric that I had. And, and it's a home the run one right I there. didn't go. That's the one that fucking, in my, in my heart, I uh, just hits. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all around. I mean, that's as much as a pessimist you could give him or a little fucking. That he's known to be. This is this is godlike here. This is yeah. spiritual 101, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out of anger or irritation, which you know you can get beauty out of being annoyed or mad at someone. You can you can either keep going like you said and just kind of harp on it, or just be like, no, oh, it's just a just a moment. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. not gonna ruin me. This isn't gonna bother me. Um, and yeah, it's a chant, and I think this song is probably used by yoga teachers, and I'm sure it's all over the place. Uh, and then you get the production of it. So slowing it down makes you hear the words even that much better. And since it is psychedelic, the words stretch. You know, everything's just limitless, undying love, instead of more just kind of quick chanting. Um, that gives it that extra psychedelic feel to it, and this is actually his first song since "I Am the Walrus." Yeah. So. Yeah. He, me going into like kind of mentioning that, it's almost like he's like, "There's that part of it, I'm the Here's Walrus." The Here's the other part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's still in this. From all the books I've read, I mean, he was eating fucking acid-like Cheerios. I mean, he really enjoyed just nibbling away. Going deep. Yeah. Uh, excluded him. I mean, he was doing it by himself and shit. Just mm-hmm. kind of sitting in his mansion and sitting by the pool and <laughs> made it yeah. tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this this uh, he, they recorded this. He recorded this in 1968, um, and he wanted to release this across the universe as the single. as a single. And while they were in India studying, you know. <laughs> no drugs in, in India. In, no, none, none in India. They probably snuck some in. Yeah, but, but they went there for the they went there for the spiritual enlightenment. Uh, we'll talk but, more about that on White Album. Yes, they they ended up <laughs> they ended up uh, releasing Lady Lady Madonna, um, which was an okay song as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he has a quote about this when he the the charity album that you called had. Uh, he says it was a lousy track of a great song, and I was I was so disappointed about it. Uh, it never went out as the Beatles. I gave it to the Wildlife Fund of Great Britain, and when Phil Spector was brought in to produce Let It Be, he dug it out of the Beatles' files and overdubbed it. The guitars are out of tune, and I'm singing out of tune because I'm psychologically destroyed, and nobody's supporting me or helping me. And this song was never done properly. Yeah. So he's is he he's not talking about this version. He's talking about what what was on. Uh, on the charity one, yeah. the, the initial release, he right? He felt like it was just left alone, he, and he also was paranoid. 
I think the heroin and all that was kind of making him a little extra, but he thought Paul was sabotaging his songs yeah. and not giving it the love. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them, yeah. Yeah, he like straight up said, like, no, he's sabotaging me. And I'm pretty sure if you watch the Let It Be film again, they're all sitting around a circle and they're all like, what do you got? What do you got? And he starts doing this and he looks around and he's just like, no one, no one gives a shit. Like, I think it's a good song, but everyone wants to. And then he's, just, and then he, him being passive aggressive was like, anyone have like an upper, a fun song? Yeah. You know, he just, it's that whole like, does anyone have a rocker we need to do? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing instead of worrying about the, the, a good song. Uh-huh. It just got passed over. God bless Phil Spector for realizing that there was a gem in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and pulled it out. And I, there was probably the part of the whole, the, the thing that's just another hilarious thing about the Beatles. You got people like, well, they didn't let George uh, play enough songs or... or they were too these two were too strong uh, members and they wouldn't let other people con- contribute what other band ever lets for everyone yeah. sing songs yeah. and can write their own and sing mm-hmm. none yeah. none no one yeah. does it and, and big, it was the biggest band of all time yeah, that was doing they gave Ringo a couple a couple songs too and he did a great job <laughs> but that's why they are that's why they're bigger because you don't hear just John Lennon singing all for seven years or mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and mm-hmm. you do solo and that's why they're not it's that allowing that to happen but i mean if most people try to do that in a band it, you're fucked yeah usually you need one two pushers and then what else but to, to be like no you're gonna get three and that's kind of where they were at this point you're getting three songs you get everyone has three songs yeah for it's the biggest band in the to world uh-huh. too uh yeah so um phil specter Thank you for uh, doing that, but fuck you for killing someone. <laughs> totally. We're going to have him mention that once. Uh, a cool thing about this is the when when you hear the girls singing Nothing's Gonna Change My World, uh, it was two, two uh, teenage fans that were hanging outside the studio. Yeah, I, I forget the name of what they called the girls out there. They were like the groupies. They were just girls just obsessed and waiting out. Yeah. Um, they auditioned the girls. Uh, Lizzie Bravo and Galen... Peace. Peace. 16 mm-hmm. and 17 years old. Huh. Um, and, and they also did, like, they they did spend time on this. You know, Lennon probably over-dramatized that they didn't care about it, but they tried backward bass, backward drums, sound effects, guitar, organ, piano, all of that. Mm-hmm. Different were all wiped out. Wiped. Um, Lennon's playing the wah-wah guitar. Yep. And it's nice. It's not just a normal wah-wah. It's, just, it's a drifty wah-wah that comes totally. in and out. And you um, got uh, Paul or George there on the sitar. And the maraca, oh, the sitar. So yep. it's very subtle, mm-hmm. but it's so psychedelic. It's just kind of just piercing through. Yeah. Uh, he's also doing the maracas, powerful maracas, Harrison. Um, yeah, you got the orchestration, you got the choir, and you get yourself uh, one hell of a spiritual song. Yeah, so what the original des- design intent here was they were gonna have a 50-piece orchestra and 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 you know f- a bunch of uh, choir singers do this, uh, and they were supposed to you know do it do it separately to record for this, and then Phil Spector was just like, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Um, uh, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna pay you, basically. And then just people just left and eh, well, okay, um, like it's fine, whatever. Yeah, just. Uh- a song known about the uh, indestructibility of life, uh, that all is divine, 
Uh, oh, 2008. It's the first song beamed directly into space. Yeah. By Na uh, NASA's antenna in DSN, Madrid. For the 40th anniversary of uh, NASA? So it's oh, being, it's being beamed towards the North Star Polaris. Mm -hmm. In hopes Across to... the universe. I mean, powerful. Yeah. That's how good this song is. Yeah, it's actually being beamed across the universe as we speak. That's pretty fucking psychedelic right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, totally. Home run, good job. Good uh, job. But we've lost the, the, the get back feel, but that's uh -huh. okay with me. And we're going to probably, yeah, we're actually going to stay off of that road for a bit here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, good luck across the universe as you hope, fly. Hope you get there. Yeah, you're going to be alive forever now. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so far we have some cohesion here with the band. Uh, I mean, mine, the next song is uh, Harrison's first George song. George Harrison's. Here. I mean, man. And then like a Spanish like pirate ballad almost, you know? It's waltzy. Yeah, very waltzy. Um, it's actually in 6-8. Is it? Yeah, and then it goes to 3-4, which is yeah. kind of the same. But, um, well, math mathematically, it's the same, uh, you know. I mean, if you do 6-8, it's broken down fours, to 3-4. But fours. it's still a little different. Yeah. Um, we're not math guys. Uh, and yes. it does... Okay. No, just Har uh, Harrison's first song on the, on the yeah. record. Shows up. Great yeah. song. I, this is a little of both. This is Get Back and this is production. Totally. Look, this part right here is, is very Get Back. Yeah. Um, and then you got Phil Spector. He put his hands all over his. Um, and I'm glad yes. he did. Yeah, totally. Um, and just the way Harrison's singing it, George is singing this, he's like... Tortured. The exact word I was going to use. He's got a tortured voice in his mind. And, you know, this is about uh, a few different things. It could be, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it, can't, it is about um, the egos in the band. Uh, just Ego. It's, the song should be called Ego. Ego, yeah, totally. Um, you know, I, me, 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 mine. Um, it's, 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 it's overwhelmingly, you know, it... it a problem for for everybody for humanity for humanity exactly um then uh, sad fun fact here uh the very last song recorded by the beatles not all of them but yeah the, the final recording but no no lennon oh yeah john, john is was nowhere on, to be found was on holiday he was, he was he yeah it was in denmark i believe mm -hmm. i wrote um yeah they they were rehearsing it um I think it was in Twickenham, 
or sorry, what was it called? Twinning? Twickenham? Twickenham. Um, on the Let It Be uh, movie, and it has uh, Lennon and Yoko, like, ballroom dancing to it, just yeah. kind of while they're jamming it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he just didn't want anything to do with it, or maybe he, he's like, this is cool, but I just have nothing to contribute. Because there's really nothing else that needs to be done to this song. Yeah, I mean, well, that's because we know it, that means how we that's know true. this song, but, you know... It, it, it could have been uh, a fact that he just was disinterested in it. It is. Um, it's, a George, it's a George song. Hmm. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't know if that's, I'm, I'm putting He's words like, in John's oh, mouth. You're going to write a waltz, George? Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. Um, and so, wanted to say here, Ringo, motherfucking star, yeah. killing it on okay. drums here. Here we go. Um, oh, no, sorry. There we go. But just like the with the on um, the part before that, he's just yeah, this is the fucking Tom. This is the part I want to play in a second um, that we'll get to. So, and you got Paul's definitely interested in the song. He's doing a lot of the, yeah. all the backup vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's back up again to the the meet the meaning of the song from the man himself. So you got the the ego of the band, but he also went into revelations regarding the ego discovered through LSD use. Yes. So we've we got back to back LSD inspired songs. Try it out, folks. It's fun. It's pretty good. Um, having LSD was like someone catapulted me into out into space. The LSD experience was the biggest experience I've had up until that time. Suddenly, I looked around. Everything I could see was relative to my ego, like that piece of paper, and that's my flannel, or give it to me, or I am. It drove me crackers. I hated everything. I hated everything about my ego. It was a flash of everything false and impermanent, which I disliked. But later, I learned from it to realize that there was somebody else in here apart from old blabbermouth. Who am, quote, I, became the order of the day. Anyway, that's the way it came out. Mind me, mind. The truth is, when it, within all of us, has to be realized. When you realize that, everything else that you see and do and touch and smell isn't real. Then you may know what really is. And you can answer the question, who am I? Fuck you, George Harrison. Powerful George Harrison. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one thing about psychedelics is it does make you realize real Shatters. quick. Ego's gotta go. Um, let go of my ego. Or it makes fun of your ego. Like, oh, you think that about yourself? Yeah. You're adorable. Um, yeah. And like you were saying, uh, Lennon was in. Uh, Lennon was was gone. He was in Denmark, and you know, at that point, he was. It's the last song. He was like, ah, I'm cool. I'm out. Um, it, is McCarty playing the organ? Yes. God damn. Yeah. He's doing a cool, weird, psychedelic little trills, and then he does. It's, he, it's that Hammond ooh, organ, that B three. Yeah. Um, I like how no one knows what I'm doing the right there. You're doing the, you're doing the uh, just, the, you know. just the slide up and down. But yeah. it sounds so dope. In totally, this. totally. Um, this is the drum part I'm talking about. I have a one thirty written down. What part? What it's is a few it? different areas. All this right. is right, right here. Yeah. One twenty-seven. And there's that time shift. You yeah. can just hear it. Uh, Ringo picks it up. And then here come the nice strings. This is where it gets all nice. Phil Spector-ish. Yeah. I think he did a great job. I really Yeah, I mean, maybe he overstepped. This is the drums where I think is. It's like, is he running out of drums? Where yeah. is he, how does he keep finding more drums to hit? 
And yeah, Ringo Starr, one thing about him is that he has a very, very fucking simple uh, drum kit oh, that you couldn't tell. Basic. You couldn't tell uh, at all. I, I love the just, I mean, even those tears, like that's that hurts. Even yeah. you're crying, but it's all just like, oh, are you okay? Mm-hmm. It's all about you. Um, mm-hmm. Coming on strong all the time. So even when you take, you know, the whole, you can take acid and you'll, you'll figure out, but it's still, your ego will win the day, right? The next day, the ego comes right back and fills up all that shit and you're still, it's hard not to be an asshole, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Try your best. That's your ego. But every once in a while, it, it can, it can, it can take you downtown. So we got, I mean, mine, dig a pony as two straight up. Old school rockers. Two of us is like the mellow rocker. So, as as we said at the beginning, that I mean, mine's the mix. It's the produced, yeah, get back uh-huh. feel, which is nice. Yeah, and that's where I nice. think they should be. They do. I, I like when the Beatles do old, you know, get back strip and then add a little flavor. Yeah, I mean, love me do or whatever like that era. Beatles yeah. is fine, but it's like they progressed. Absolutely, and there's just you can't go back. No. Um, you can, but it's you can't help not wanting to get back. You, you kind of, you, you, when, by going back, you can kind of regress. Yeah. And, and there's a difference between going back and trying to play a different style, like the same style, with with new knowledge, new experience, new new yeah. talents, basically. Um, and that's what they did was they would go back, but with you know a, the new knowledge, six years under the belt, and five LSD years under the belt, dripping off their yeah, brains. Absolutely. Once you went there, there's no going back. No. Um, but, so this is just a great testament. I love when, I mean, I don't think George has a bad song. Uh, I guess the Beatles probably really don't have a bad song. Um, I don't, I'm not crazy about the birthday song, but uh, <laughs> I mean, mine love just a good, deep You should be able song. to relate. You know, it's George is the one that, as much as opinionated as Lennon is, and even McCarty as aggressive as he is, George is like the message guy. Like all his songs are messages. Mm-hmm. He's very, uh, kind of like some of them are very direct. Like, do your shit together. Think for yourself. Uh, you're part of the problem. You're not. You know, he's a sweet guy, but he's got some. Uh, he's very spiritual guy. Yeah, totally. And he's tired of. Uh, he's kind of the most centered person in the Beatles. Yeah. Um, just as far as like, he's not a pushover at all. But he's also not like one to start shit. Hey, Paul, do you mind? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna write a song, but all right. Jeez. Right. Let your ego. Just... Jesus Christ! You again? You... Any other situation? It would. It would. If you have two of the best songwriters of the 20th century. He's the third. He's the third most talented Beatle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's um, that means you're better than everyone else in the fucking sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read. I got a stat too that he wrote 22 songs for the Beatles himself. So, Harrison. Yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty good. That's Seven years, 22 songs. Yeah, it's two albums. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So yellow fucking. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, with this song, even without John, it's got a very cohesive, together yeah. sound. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's a good thing that John wasn't there. Yeah, um, I, I, just a, a quick little thing. George and I are in a band, and we, no big deal. Uh, but every once in a while, when there's a member missing, something is 
added. Addition by subtraction, kind yeah. of, where it's just like, okay, well, like... We don't have to worry it's about this. Like what, what are you going to do? It's a looseness or something about that. Maybe that's... If this just, is kind of a loose, loose yeah. sound and song. It's one less opinion. Yeah, yeah. From John Lennon, who's very opinionated. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe it was just a good thing. Mm-hmm. You just and had one less dude being like, you know what we should do? Well, we know what I don't like. No. Yeah. Voice is gone. Yeah, sorry, guy. Um, yeah, so solid, uh, solid song. Pretty good. Pretty good. And I think... Um, you know, it's kind of weird is and Phil Spector, again, needs a lot of uh, recognition because the song was only one minute and 34 uh, minutes long. How long is it on this? It is two minutes and 25 seconds. So he grabs, seconds. He when the orchestra, the part of the reason he added all that orchestra, because yeah, yeah. he adds the the chorus again, mm-hmm. adds it to the end, because it was only a minute and 34. Yeah. The jam. It wasn't really, you know, we're going into like how John Lennon was in there and they all kind of worked on it, but all it really was was like a semi- Interlude, half thought thing. out song, uh-huh. and they were kind of letting it go. And, and Phil Spector knew there was something there, put it together, and then murdered someone 30 yeah. years later. Yeah, but you know, speaking yeah. of I mean, mind you, gotta separate, yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta separate, yeah, you gotta separate the art, separate the art from the, yeah. the, 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 the person, the art from the artist, I guess. And you already said it, but just listen to the drumming on, really give. Ringo, listen to his drums on the end of their era, the end era of their mm-hmm. Abbey Road and this. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole every his whole career, but just, goddamn. Give it a shot without your take your snarkiness away and think. Oh, take out your rigid, don't be hacky. Snarkiness. Yeah, written nice, nice, very nice. Um, you take away the the things that you think you think about Ringo Starr because everybody said it's hacky at this point. Because he's the fourth best Beatle. Exactly. Um, it's None of that is relevant. It's not true. It, he, he, to make fun of Ringo for whatever, it, I'm, whatever. I'm very defensive. When I hear uh, musicians talk about him, especially established musicians, yeah. always great shit to say about him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Drummers, too. I actually met Ringo Starr when I was 16 years old. Wow. Went to his house. My dad is a building inspector for City Beverly Hills. And he's like, Shout hey, you want to go out? You want to go to this house room and check? I would go with him to work, you know, sometimes in the summer or whatever. Where I was off. Happy and, Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, Happy Father's Day. Um, actually, yeah, now that I'm thinking about how my dad gave me this fucking dope thing. So we were going. Um, happy Father's Day, Mr. Lalea. Yeah, we were going uh, to go inspect this house. Uh, some, you know, I would go with my dad and he goes, oh, you want to come in on this one? And I was like, no. He's like, no, I think you want to come in on this one. Me being like, angsty teenager I was like no like I, I'm staying in the car for this he was like come on come with this one okay so we walk up and it's like he's got a gate he's got a gate outside his house and we're just walking up and his stars on that side. Like, oh, cool that's like, R cool, too right like, or no I don't remember an R I just remember like his his his, his um you know he's got stars I'm like okay cool we go in I'm walking through cool my dad's like looking at what he has to inspect and there's somebody comes out to help to you know say hey how you doing whatever blah blah blah. i'm the building inspector okay cool we're gonna walk you over here i'm looking around the wall i'm like it's like a night really nice place it's like this guy's like clearly like a music fan and i'm looking at the those pictures going in my dad's checking this thing and i'm walking around and i'm like oh cool the guy's a picture with ringo star and someone else Oh, that cool. That guy's a picture of Ringo Starr and someone else. This guy's obsessed cool. with Ringo Starr. <laughs> I'm in fucking Ringo Starr's house. So about 20 minutes later, 
coming in with in his like fucking flip flops. Hell yeah. Uh, or like his house slippers and and like robe type thing. With a continual peace sign always out. Always with his love. Comes out, fucking Ringo Star. And I just kind of stood there like hi hello he was like, oh hello like just very nice i was like oh my dad's like it's like I, i'm not allowed to be here my dad's the inspector uh he's like oh lovely like oh you know blah 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 and just kind of sh- went up and there he came to me and he was like oh what are you looking at shook my hand and that was it and then just like okay well we'll see you later dude for him to be chill about that after his one of his uh bandmates were killed and then the other one um uh, George Harrison in the late 90s attacker came in and stabbed him mm-hmm. to be like oh there's someone in my house yeah I yeah, mean, most, I, like, I most know, likely was, he already knew the story, but still, for yeah, him, that's I think I was, dope. I might have been younger than fifteen, but he also saw a child in the, in yeah. this house, you know. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah, totally cool about it, and I'll if I can cherish that fucking powerful, cherish that shit forever. You, um, uh, yeah, you met a beetle. I man. met a beetle and the store, and not yeah. even like at a signing where he's like, yeah, nice yeah, to see yeah, you. In like, his home. You were in his home when he came <laughs> home. Very cool. Um... I mean, that was a, that was a very I mean mind story, George. Yeah. Get over your fucking my self. fucking ego. Take acid, George. <laughs> Again, uh, um, I mean mind. We'll move on to one of the one of the songs that uh, Charlie and I were saying could have been uh, exchanged for a little tune called uh, "Don't Let Me Down." I, we'll talk about what. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Dig the it. first one. Dig it. I think, you know, other... I love those fun. No, yeah, this this is huge controversy, people. No, um, yeah, just weird. Yeah. What they're doing is they're doing the get back thing. Here's guys just jamming, folks. This is what it sounds like yeah. when you just make shit up. Yeah. Just off the cuff. And this is what it was. It was a... Uh, this is actually the second all-group composition mm-hmm. um, since Magical Mr. Tour is flying. Great, that's a great fucking song, and it, which is cool, because both of these songs are much longer. Yeah, the real this flying like, this, goes like twenty minutes. Yeah. This goes nine minutes, seven minutes. Uh, uh, there's there's versions there's two, of it where it's twelve, yeah. tw- twelve minutes up to it, up to twelve minutes. I can write all the times, but yeah. up to twelve minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah, other ones are like nine minutes, eight minutes, whatever. Um, so there's a whole you know long thing. Uh, but yeah, it's short kind of nonsense, just them jamming, uh, and he's doing uh, a weird like. So like like a Rolling Stone is the first the first line, yeah. and kind of sounds like a fucking Rolling Stone song. Sounds like he's doing a Mick Jagger impression here. I've never thought that, but right when you said that, yeah, it totally does. Listen, and then he's kind of sh- is that a shot like you're doing blues, BB King stuff, and then of course it's Doris yeah. Day because he's for the fucking obsessed with that. It does. It's it totally like, like a rolling 
Stone. Like, he will play it again. I never. Totally does. Ever thought that. Even the music sounds like it. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> totally Jagger. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> totally do his Jagger. Um, so, yeah. Even his pronunciation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, his, his Mick Jagger does it. Ah, Wow. He's, he's, like a, he said it right in the fucking beginning. Like a rolling just, stone. It's like a little joke and just fades out. Wow. Um, and they're doing, this is just an easy, like, easy jam that they're they're working on. The 145? Um, yeah, 145. Da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it, it took up 50 seconds of the, of the, of the album. It, not it, a it's, big deal. It's but... not a big deal. It's just like if it, you know, replace, what it replaced, uh, or what what was in its place that they did this, uh, just a kind of cool little interlude, and uh, well, word is that Lennon, I don't know if this is where you're gonna go. Lennon kind of had this was kind of his idea to to put this and Maggie May in between Let It Be because he didn't like Let It Be yeah. and he wanted to give it a little muscle and kind of do that little Heart the Angels snip and going into like here you go with the cute little song yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. totally I, and I I have a theory that he liked it he knew it was great Let It Be yeah but he was also like fucking Paul Jesus Christ really with the song yeah but at this overly like, epic he's like he just wrote a song that's he's like, like fuck you he's dude. like it's great but I thought we were going back to basic yeah. rock yeah. what is this mm -hmm. maltzy mulch yeah there's no way he was like this song's bullshit no I and we'll get into it yeah. when Let It Be starts but yeah just that little Heart the Angels thing is weird at the end but it's hilarious yeah totally and he's got his weird Liverpool Liverpoolian <laughs> And if you watch the, we'll we'll post it on our website. Uh, there's a YouTube nine minute jam of this, and it's actually pretty good. I wish it was a little longer. I mean, if you're uh -huh. gonna put it on, maybe a little. Well, I don't know. But then if it was a little longer, I'd probably be complaining that yeah. why would they put this fucking long jam on. Yeah. So whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's it, the interlude. I'll play the end of it, and then we'll go into. And don't. And don't you think it would be sorry? Don't you no. think it would be kind of weird going from Ivy Mind right into Let It Be? It is a kind of nice like, just a step fuck away. Just happened, yeah. and now let no, it totally, be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does serve its purpose yeah. as, as a as a spacer. Yeah. Uh, um. So we're going. To we're the, going into the name of the album, folks. Now we are. Oh no no no. no, no this is the end of side one. If you it, if you're. It's not. Oh Maggie no, Mays. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Maggie Mays. Is the okay. end, of, uh, end of side one. Okay. Uh, so dig it. Uh, the next song is the name of the album. You've heard this one. This song is called. Let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. 
And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. But though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. Listening to the final single yeah, that the Beatles would ever be release. Answer, How be. fitting. Let it be. Just let it be, man. Let it be. Let it be. Well, we're coming out of groovy. Peace, love, harmony, let it be. Yeah, let's try to let's try to discuss the song uh, as a song that's not let it be. Like it's still let it be, but it's not. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I know, the, I know. the grandiose thing that it is. No. Um, I mean, when, 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 when you break this down, that, that's the thing. It's so overplayed and it's so melodramatic. But it's a fucking great song. And the, the heart of it is beautiful. It's his mother's name is Mary. Yeah. The Beatles are almost like mythic-like creatures. When you, when you get the whole story, you got the two lead singers who lost their moms. In their yeah. teen years, right around the same age. Yeah, I mean, right there. Uh, totally. And Lennon wrote Julia, uh, his mom's name, and his mom for mm-hmm. wrote it on the White Album. Fucking beautiful song, very mellow, acoustic, about the sky and just how she's part of everything. And Lennon and McCartney tradition, he wrote uh, a Universal. Yes. Yes. song he went big with it but it's still at the heart it's about his mom and he had a dream do you want me to go into it or did yeah, you no, go ahead. Um, this was actually written at, at during the white album era yeah so i'm wondering if it wasn't on the white album because i go oh, you have a song about your mom we'll take the next one i i bet you it was oh you wrote a song not not like a competition like you wrote a song about your mom but like they always have this just like they were competitive with other bands yeah they always were competitive with each other, so like, oh, you got that song, and there probably was one respect with like, all right, you wrote a mama song, I got one. But anyways, here's a quote from Paul McCartney in one of his books. One night during this tense time, uh, I had a dream. I saw my mom, who's been dead 10 years or so. It was so great to see her, because that's a wonderful thing about dreams. You actually are reunited with a person for a second. They are there, and you appear to both be physically together again. It was so wonderful for me, and, and, and she was very reassuring. In the dream, she said, Quote, it's all right. I'm not sure if, you, if she used the word, let it be, but that was the gist of her advice. It was, quote, don't, wor- don't worry too much. It'll turn out okay. It was such a sweet dream. I woke up thinking, oh, it was really good to visit her again. I felt very blessed to have that dream. So that, that's me writing the song, Let It Be. I literally started off Mother Mary, which was her name. When I find myself in times of trouble, which I certainly found myself in, the song was based on the dream. Yeah, Paul... The, this and, and Long and Winding Road, this is a guy that's trying to hold something together That's he knows is, is ending. Yeah. And he's he trying his best to know that he's got something special here with the Beatles. Um, sorry, and I know we went away from the mom thing, but it's it's almost a yearning just, can we just get past this shit? You know, almost back to two of us. Can we go back to what we were? Yeah. Um, he, he you or know. Or should I just let it be? Ultimately, that's what you know. That's why this song is has such a powerful reference because not only, not only was it relevant to Paul in 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 
regards to the Beatles, it's Let It Be is just good advice for anybody who's, you know, sorry, we play footsie underneath the table. We totally here. just play footsies. <laughs> that's how I don't powerful know if I can song. finish the podcast. That's now. how powerful the song is. We just touch feet. We're not wearing shoes our, either, our folks. Toes, our toes it's touched. fucking hot as shit. I know, it's hot as balls, balls. Um, the Let It Be, you know, it's just kind of a universally good advice for for stress for for like it sounds passive aggressive yeah and just you know let it just do just let it go just that's, let it be that's all you can do yeah what it's things that are out of your out of your control out of your you know responsibility just or if, if someone done you wrong yeah you can go back and get them and do all that or you just let it be what yeah. it, it happened and just mm-hmm. It's a great cliche piece of advice. Sometimes cliches are it's, what you need. The reason things are cliche is because they uh, they've been said many times. Yeah, and um, and and the I think that the the reason again this is mass audience and he he was okay with this as he should be. Mm-hmm. It's quasi religious because if you've paid attention at all to religion, Mother Mary. Yeah. So you got his literal mom, and then you have Jesus. Jesus. Mom. Yeah. And I, I bet you religious people fucking love this song. It's it's very religious. It's got those kind of tones to it. Um, and then there's two versions. And I remember you saying this last night. You're like, I don't remember this version. You're right. There was the the radio version. I think is the single. Yeah. And it doesn't have that great solo. Yeah, I want to go back to that. Yeah, me too. Listening and in, in going in doing the research for this, and it's not like I needed to hear all the songs again, but. Hearing this version was was like oh fuck yeah I forgot about that part. It's, be- it's a better version. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, the solo, first of all, like the the solo on the on the um, on the single and on on past masters mm-hmm. you can listen to it. Just get all the well, go to Spotify you fucking lazy yeah. cunts. Sorry, yeah. sorry for getting angry. Yeah, I'm Iman. Okay. I'm Iman. I'm Iman. The Daru Dero. You listen to the solo on the single and it's all it has the Leslie speaker mm-hmm. and it just sounds like. It just sounds like someone playing a solo that because it's like time for the solo, guys. Yeah. This is where this I'm supposed solo to do it. Is a nice guttural, yeah, Beatles sounding, yeah, yeah. Uh, uplifting, yeah. Um, and it's playing along with the melody doesn't yeah. go too far off that. George Harrison. Uh, there, there's some great quote. I wish I had it. <sighs> Fuck, I should have wrote it down. That even George Harrison kind of said like, "I love us." You, when you write a song, you're so good at writing. He was saying this to Paul. You're so good. I wanna. I'm in, I'm in, and yeah. I want to turn this into our song because we're really good when we're together. Yeah, totally. And I think you hear that here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, th- this song is probably one of the most popular song of all time. Everybody fucking knows yeah. this song. That's so good that you just said that. I, um, I was thinking on a drive today. I'm not a huge world traveler, but I've been to been to South America, I've been to Bahamas, uh, been to England. No matter what, well, not England's not a surprise, yeah. but when I was in Peru, the Beatles everywhere, yeah. and Let It Be, but yeah. like the big songs, everywhere, and Rolling Stones too. Just universal. I'd go see Peruvian uh, cover bands, and they would just do Beatles, Beatles songs. And just, we'd walk down the street, and just, this song would just be playing. It's, it's worldwide. Universal. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Before Pitbull, Beatles, Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Mr.'s Worldwide. Um, you know what part I really love is the breakdown? The do, 
do do do, and then so the the piano does it, and then the organ does it right yeah. after. I love that. Yeah. Like instead of just doing it once, they do it twice, and then the solo comes in. So let's we're listening to it right now. So I was talking over it. No, but I, I left it because it was, it was kind of nice. We were going on a little diatribe there. Let's do that again. Um, just the cookies. One forty-three. If you need uh, a little. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it a little before you get the verse and just like where this thing fits in it. And then and then we'll get to this part right here. So I remember this little part right here was up about. It's that organ too. Trumpets. gotta keep saying it over and over again because it's almost like someone's yelling at you and you're just like let it be let it be let it be and he's just but but this fucking thing let, let it be, be. Let it's it kind be. of a it's that like mantra be. so yeah. this part right here what the drums, the drums and the maracas are doing still not standard and you need to pick it up there for the third verse so it doesn't yeah. drag too much totally yeah, just ride the ride yeah yeah totally that's uh you see Ringo with his head back closing his eyes fucking happy Ringo I love that guy we got to meet him in his house uh, <laughs> um, everyone be a little more like Ringo okay yeah. Linda. Yeah, yeah, Linda and George. So no matter what you do, that song will never escape. You will hear that song in supermarkets and you know, it is a good fucking reminder you us. We all need it. And it's and uh, uh, you know, that's what it's there for. And he'll play it until he's uh into the next dimension. Just let it be. Next, we'll go to. There's really nothing more we can really say about Let It Be. <laughs> it's fucking Let It Be. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, and like he goes into Mother Mary, and then that's it. Like he doesn't really. It's not a mom song. No, as in, no, no. It's just that. Like, well, I, that's the piece of advice. Yeah, that, and she, that's I saw her. And she said Let It Be. Yeah. So that's all you need to she know. She let me know. Yeah, and just let her know. Um, like no matter what happens, you're still alive. Even if you're fucking homeless, shit can turn around. Yeah, it sucks, but you're still a live human being. Like it's hilarious this whole cosmic joke, but like some I think some homeless people let it be. So you, you see a homeless person every once in a while, you're like, that, dude, right. that dude seems more chill than I am. Yeah. I'm all upset about shit. Mm-hmm. He's just like whatever. I'm sitting outside all day. What do you What have you been doing? Inside working on a computer? I'm doing a podcast? How, how's that working out? <laughs> so whatever. Um, let it be. Rock. Everybody's in their own. Everybody has their yeah. own universe. Um, 
How do you not get all fucking spiritual when you're talking when you're doing Beatles? They're, yeah. they're always throwing that in your face. Yeah. And maybe that's what a lot of people who don't like them. They're like, enough with this. I don't need to be fucking. Yeah, and like, you think if you think about what was going on in the world, absolutely, it's fucking turmoil. And uh, that's a great point. Well, I guess it's tough to talk about because we're going backwards, mm-hmm. so you can't talk about the whole what the Beatles were going through. They they were the right band for the right time. Yes, the right moment and the, the exactly yeah. right right band, right time. Yeah. Um, Powerful sixties. Let it be. We'll go on to the next one. Uh, another one of these little kind of throwaway. Another. It makes sense when we talk about get back. Let's let's go into it. Maggie May. Maggie May. It's a real shame cutting off that there. <laughs> See, I, I like it because it's doing it's doing the get back feel. Yeah. They're singing about Liverpool. That's uh-huh. where they're from. We didn't get into that. These are Liverpoolians. Um, he puts on that dirty, silky accent. A little pill well pill. This is a traditional Liverpool folk song. It's about a prostitute who robbed a sailor, Maggie May. Prostitute. Um, it's it's believed to come from the 19th century. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, you know, played this all the time back in the day, just as for shits and giggles. Yeah. But again, I, I love that aspect where they just learned everything. Like, what's their traditional? That's like us learning. America the Beautiful. Yeah. Just, or, just, or no, like uh, Yankee Doodle or something. Just learn everything. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah it'll be it, like probably like Yankee Doodle. Yeah. Um, and it goes to that whole 10,000 hours. Just learn everything. So yeah. you're just, you can you do anything. It. You have it. Yeah. Not just, I like rock music, so that's all I'm going to do. And then you, you're stale. Yeah. And, and so I like, that's what I like about this. I don't think, it's the whole don't let me down. That'll always be bothered by. Um, but it's <laughs> it's a throwback to their old school days. Them having fun, jamming. Uh-huh. And that's about it. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. Oh, dirty Maggie Mae, they have taken her away and she'll never walk down Lime Street anymore. Oh, the judge who found her uh, for robbing a homeward bounder. The no. Dirty. And what's uh, funny about this, Maggie Mae uh, is also a. Maggie Mae is also the name of a Rod Stewart song. Great song. Uh, great song, but also songs about sort of uh, less than scrupulous. Uh, uh, females like yeah. Maggie May and in, in in the Rod Stewart version, you know, stole my daddy's cue, make a living out of playing pool. Uh, well, that's Rod Stewart's part, uh, but um, you know, in the yeah. morning, kicked me in the head, woke my bed. You know, it's, it's a little thing they spelled it Maggie May with a sure. M A E. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a British guy. Yeah, um, probably so grew up. Cute little cute little thing here there. Just another filler and another bookend to let it be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we'll go to song. So now we are at the end of side one. Okay. Of the Beatles, let it be. That makes sense. And then we'll go. Uh, 
we go in the last one, two, three, four, five songs on the B side. Starts with I've Got a Feeling. Got a feeling, George. I got a feeling that keeps me on my toes. Oh yeah. Billy motherfucking Preston on the electric uh, electric piano here. Yeah. This is um. Oh yeah. This is a weird song for me. I I I think two things. Also, it's two songs. We, and we'll get to Lennon's part. It, it comes in two minutes down into the song. Actually, it's kind of about to come in. Yep. Um, should we just listen to it then? Just fuck it. We already listened to half song. Is it actually three songs? I've seen a couple different things. It's it's two of Paul's songs. Everybody had a hard year. Oh, no, that's Lennon. Uh, sorry, Lennon. Did I say Paul? Yeah. yeah uh, Lennon's Everybody Had a Hard to- Hard Year and Watching Rainbows. Uh, so something called Watching Rainbows mixed with I've, Paul's I've Got a Feeling. Uh, but I could be wrong. It, it, either either way, it's yeah. either one one or two. Uh, I saw like three different things. So yeah, folklore. You know? Okay, yeah, I don't know about that. So so yeah, so London had everybody had a hard year. Because um, literally everybody had a fucking. He hard had a year really there. hard year, but I think that saved this song. Not that it's a terrible song, but it doesn't really go anywhere. No. Besides Billy Preston yeah. saving it with his playing. Yeah. But if it if that if this ending didn't come in, not not a huge fan of it. Um, until that, and then but that's the power of the, the beauty of the Beatles is they work together and they made something that for me wasn't working out for a little bit, and then the, the, this ending really worked out. So yeah. Uh, he really did have a hard year. He was arrested for pot possession. Um, he was getting all that flack from Yoko. He was going through a divorce. Um, and then, stuck. but then you got a, I, I got a feeling he's in love. And yeah, so the, it's a this contradiction. song ultimately has a po- has a positive. Uh, it's a positive song. There, like there, there's there's things to be you know we've happy had, about. We've had a hard year. We also had a good year. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and, and this is just a, I got a feeling that this is a love song to Linda that I've got a feeling I can't hide. I'm in uh-huh. love. You know, th- this is the band that's 
vulgarly known for singing love songs. It was the, he's not going to tell you what the feeling is no. with love because he said it so many times. Yeah, you know what it is. You know, this is the uh, their first full and equal collab since fucking 1967 when uh, Baby Two Rich years Man. before. <laughs> when Baby You're a Rich Man uh, they, they put that together. Uh, yeah, so they were just in a, a problem. Yoko had a miscarriage. You know, they, like you were saying, they, they were both arrested for for, for pot. He was addicted to heroin. And they just was genuinely disinterested in the Beatles uh, or being in the Beatles. Um, and one thing one thing here, though, Paul's singing like fucking Joe Cocker here. Yeah. No, his singing's dope. I'm, uh, I'm not going to... I don't want to put down the song. Like, yeah. it's, a good, it's just... His singing's fucking badass. He's got that... Yeah. yeah. He's, like, like Joe Cocker almost I don't know uh, Very fucking good um, I got a feeling He gets all pissed off here You don't even know what he's saying He's no. just Screamo So this is a get back Feel for yeah. sure Yeah definitely um, And yeah thank god for the collaboration Thank god they, they mixed these two songs together It, it works With, Without it you know, if you just had, if I had a good year, or everyone had a good year, or everyone had a hard year, by itself, that would be weeks on too. But together, somehow they, they made this work. Well, the, the, the way he sings it, he goes, everybody had a hard year, everybody had a good time, everybody had a wet dream, everybody saw the sunshine. So it's like, it was yeah, positive. it was fucking Three shitty, out of four are positive. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bad year, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, everybody put their foot down. Oh, yeah, like he... Yeah, uh, I mean, excuse me, I'm you still had, alive. You had uh, Martin Luther King getting killed. You had Robert Kennedy Jr. getting killed. You had riots in the streets of Chicago. Yeah, everyone's fucking uh, shit's a tense. Rough going on. Shit's tense. I mean, we talk about times now where we're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like, are you kidding me? These motherfuckers really didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, at least we shit have. looked like it was actually crumbling. Yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you're right. It's it's actually a really positive song, even from Lennon's little snarkiness. Mm-hmm. Or he's pretty. You know, everyone had a good. Actually, you're right. Out of all the eight lines he said, one's kind of ne- not negative. He said everyone had a hard year. It's not yeah. a negative thing. Yeah. And then everything else, everyone had a good day. Everyone let their hair down. That means just relaxed. Everyone kind of grew up hippies, put their hair down, just grew the hair, and took some drugs and tried to eye me mime less and less. Tune in, drop out, brah. It's part of that that's okay. Yeah. Just try to figure out how to make money. Um, yeah. N- not for the start of the, the sex side too. This is the the minor drop. Is this and and the one after? Ha ha ha! One after. Yeah. Um, uh, nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Good for for any other band. It'd be a great song for what they've done already shown us yeah. on the first side. I mean, yeah, it's the one part where you're like, yeah, it's okay, that's good, good, good tune. Mm-hmm. And as we've said, be, we've said plenty of times, like uh, you have a song that's that's not as strong as everything else. It's just being highlighted by what's around it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you need the little break, the yeah. little dip, to be like, all right, stop fucking being awesome, banger, 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 banger. Yeah, enough and, with you, know, you banging me. Um, Actually, we haven't mentioned that we said banger cheers. Banger. And this podcast is brought to you by America yet again. Taste of freedom. Yeah, if you haven't known where this uh, podcast is coming out of America, 
Because yeah. we're allowed to do what we want. Because mm-hmm. freedom reigns over here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, yeah. It's like it's not the strongest song, but again, sorry. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, we will go on unless you have anything else there. I will go on to the one after this one, which is called One After Nine. Live oh, from the nine. rooftop. From the rooftop. Back up again. on the roof. Let's get up or get down. Get back. This is as get back back as you got back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they go way back. This is John Lennon's one of his first rockers that yeah. he wrote. Uh, he wrote. He said that he wrote around 17, 18. Um, McCartney says fifteen. We'll 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 round to sixteen. Yeah, we'll compromise here. First of all, he wrote this at sixteen. Well done, John Lennon. Yeah, not bad. You're gonna write good songs in the future. I You'll think. Be okay. You're gonna be a powerful, dude. Um, it was part of that whole when I was going into they did hundreds of covers. They were playing Love Me Do. They were doing a lot of their old songs, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I wish they actually did more. They would. It's so sad that we never got to. And maybe that's part of the legend of them too. Is they never. You don't hear them do help like every other band nowadays. You got to do your song. You sing your songs over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. They didn't do the live thing, so you never got to see it. They, but they never went back. They just always progressed and then they ended. Yeah, I this mean they is, were coming out with like two albums a year. Had you don't hear them doing help in 1969. They just they were never a band. Every other band is some footage of them doing their song. That's what you do as a musician. You write songs and you keep singing them, and the ones that are bigger, you keep them going. Yeah. And you keep doing that. They just that's not their. They never had that. I think that helps with the myth too. They, they, they never sure. went. They never went nostalgic. They, they, never, they never really got to tarnish their own legacy. They never had a greatest hits. They never had a reunion tour. Yeah. They never slumped. Even though this is the slump album, <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, you know, a lot of what the Beatles are is is the folklore, is the is the is the myst- mysticism behind. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As far as and then rip. one one guy gets killed. That's huge too. Yes, and uh, you write universally great tunes. So you got to write good songs, folks. You can yeah. you can kill yourself and write down, but no one's gonna give a shit if they're terrible songs. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so we got this song. They, they he wrote it when he was young. It's a it's a cute train song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what the fucking. It's, it's like what, it's, it's what our it's what our, our little uh, 
nostalgic bands are all doing now, writing about trains and barns that yeah. we've talked about before. <laughs> this is this is the originality of it. Yeah, and uh, you know, this is it, what they this is Twelve Bar Blues. Twelve Bar Blues. And it's it's Little Richard. It's 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 all of Chuck Berry. It's that their fucking yeah. influence showing. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Where they're coming from. Exactly. Let me back up. The play on this is great. Yeah. I don't want to put down the song. It's just you know. For what Beatles do, they're doing Let It Be. They have these messagey songs. I get it. Some people just want to have fun and just do a rock and roll song. It's the one song on the album where it just, it just feels like... And someone said this on another podcast. It sounds like they're having more fun than the fun... That, like, it sounds like they're having a blast this playing it. This is for it. them. For them. Yeah. yeah that's sure. a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... it's you could see John and, and Paul like looking at each other, smile, and be like, "We wrote this fucking when we were seventeen and eighteen, and now we're doing it." And you you can listen to the the um, versions on the anthology, which are now on Spotify. So if you never listened to anthology records, there's three of them. They're great. Yeah. It's for me. I was fifteen when those were released in 1995, and that was a game changer for me for my life, for being a musician, for loving music, for loving the Beatles. The anthology just, it brought me, I was always listening to just really good produced albums, and then I realized anthology just brings you into like, where, almost the get back where kind of feel. From. Yeah, and just yeah. different versions of songs, and them having fun and joking, and um, it, it was just huge. So you can listen to One After 909 on, I think it's on the first anthology, obviously, because that was when they were first writing songs. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's cute, because you hear like, it's oh, early Beatles. And it's like kind of nicer, and mm-hmm. just a little more softer. Mm-hmm. They're not; it's not that gritty. Yeah, you don't play rock. Yeah, yeah. Their voices are rougher. Yeah, they're trying to do it more that pretty Beatles. Um, so that's cool. The piano, drums are great. Like track is great. The singing's great. I just there's no connection. Yeah, yeah. It's for just what like, Beatles it's, do. It's what just they've a been. Fun song. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good fun song brings you back. That I guess that was the point. So. Mm-hmm. That part's cool, and it's it's it is nice being sandwiched in between, our, or uh, the bread, I guess, of uh, <laughs> of the next song, which is not. You're right. It's the complete opposite of what this song is. We need we needed to lighten it up a little bit because we we went we we're going some heavy heavy plotting songs. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that the guy said about it. Lennon just said it was just a song he put together. It was like a job. Like I just looked at it as like I need to write a train song. This, that's my goal. Yeah. You know, it was like I'm gonna. I have a goal. I'm gonna write that kind of song. See what I can do because that was popular when he was uh, a youngin. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of shitty songs when they were youngins before rock and roll came. There was just smaltzy, kind of some stuff that they ended up doing a little bit too, but yeah. just light jazz standards. And until uh, rock and roll came is kind of bad um so this is their first attempt and it's kind of fitting that they put it on their last album mm-hmm. yeah because it's like all right we're going back um oh and sorry number nine is a huge number in john lennon's life yeah number nine number he's nine like born he's, on september 9th yeah not yeah. the 9th of october ninth. oh yeah okay but it's weird because he goes i was born on the 9th of october the ninth month that's not right september's September the time. nice try john yeah uh, he was born on 9 Newcastle Road. Mm-hmm. He just said the number follows him around numerog- numerologically. Uh, but apparently he's a number 6 or a 3, but that adds up to 9. And then he's yeah. got that song... Um, Revolution number 9? Revolution 9, but uh, off his solo album. Number 9, Daydream. Oh, God. 
totally blanking out. Whatever. Uh-huh. So number nine, huge, uh, huge number, number from two this nines. Is song number nine on the record? Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I just noticed that right now. I did too. Uh, but we'll go on to number ten. Oh, and again, sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said it before. Besides it being an amazing performance, it's, this is live again. Yeah. This is the other live. Mm-hmm. Rooftop. Killing it. Rooftop. Yeah, this absolutely. is a live we, band. We need, yeah, absolutely. Run right home. Okay, piano work is great. Then I find Boogie woogie. Yeah. Boogie woogie. Well, we boogie woogie. Now it's time to uh, Paul McCarty, the lighthearted cutie of the bands. Coming in heavy. He's got he's got a lot on his mind. He's trying to hold up a, a universe that's crumbling. Let's go into the long and winding road. I've seen that road before It always leads me here Lead me to like he's about to break down this is very kind of, yeah, yeah totally does um, ready right here that anyway it's shaky yeah sounds like sometimes I cry and then anyway yeah the stopping here oh. and then and then back onto the road yep. just that's what makes this song is those stops big crescendos and and a set Totally overblown production, but fuck you, it needs to be done. Yeah, definitely fuck you, Paul McCartney, for this one because he was pissed off that this song came out this way. Um, Yeah, this was not his intention. Uh, This is where we were going back to um, Phil Spector is all over this, and he added all this harps and girls choirs and suit here we go this hold on let's listen to this At that time, but I like that build up. Oh, forever. That swirling yes. up and up and up in the girl choir. I, I know he wanted to keep it a back to the basic piano song, but this song would have dragged on 
a little too much. Maybe not. I, I, to me, it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. Um, it, it, and he kept a lot of it, even on the Let It Be Naked. He just dropped out the additional choir yeah. and the harp and yeah. Well, he, the, at the end, the, he hates the ending. The harp. Yeah. Going out right here. <laughs> you know, it's one second. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, dude, I, I'm all about like I don't think it's overproduced for a second. Um, it's the road you never get to the end of. Quote Paul McCartney. Uh, you never quite reach. Um, he wanted to be. It, it, it's kind of cool that he said this, and that you can see it. He was trying to be uh, Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely was, thinking, was like. Was influenced here. Yeah, because originally what he wanted to have it was be just like a Ray, Ch- Ray Charles y, uh, like piano ballad. Yeah. Ballad, ballad. It turned into mega ballad. Yeah. One of into... the mega ballads of all time. Absolutely. Um, Pissed about it, wrote a letter, it was ignored. The letter is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, dear sir, and in, this is uh, written by Paul McCartney. Dear sir, in future, no one will be allowed to add or subtract. And, and, uh, sorry, he's completely right in this, um, in his anger for this, but not in what the result was. Um, so, the letter reads, Dear sir, in future, no one is allowed to uh, add or, or to subtract from a recording of one of my songs without my permission. I had considered orchestrating the long and winding road, but when I decided against it, I th- uh, but I had decided against it. I therefore wanted altered from these specifications: strings, horns, voices, and all the noises to be reduced to volume, vocal and beatle instrumentation to be brought up in volume, harp to be completely removed at the end of the song, and original piano notes to be substituted for "Don't Ever Do It Again." Signed, Paul McCartney. CC Phil Spector. <laughs> Phil Spector, the Bro, killer. Return. Yeah, I love it. Paul had no problem picking. This is uh, Phil Spector speaking. Paul had no problem picking up the Academy Award for Let It Be Movie Soundtrack. Nor did he have any problem using my arrangement of the string and horn and choir parts when he performed it during 25 years of touring on his own. Mm-hmm. If Paul wants to get into a pissing contest about it, he's got me mixed up with someone who gives a shit. <laughs> he's not wrong either. Um, I mean, the annoying thing was that, yeah, it's his fucking song, and he didn't wasn't consulted about it, but, you know, really, I mean, it's it's one of the greats. Uh, yeah, I think Ringo really liked it. Um, yeah. Uh, like, other people liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, not John Lennon, but... Uh, John Lennon, quote, Paul again. Yeah, look at Paul. <laughs> he had a little spurt just before we split. Actually, that's giving it credit. He had a little spurt. That's funny, I, that's what he's calling it. I think the shock of Yoko Ono, what was happening, gave him a creative spurt, including Let It Be in Long and Winding Road. Because that was the last gasp from him. It's kind of a jab. It's a little jab. But he's saying it's, he did good, but that was the best he was going to do. Ever. Ever again after that. No. Yeah. And but he was saying it was good. Yeah. A spurt. A spurt. Yeah, but I think even calling it a spurt is like... <laughs> it's a little spurt. Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, from the man himself, we, we just quote everyone else and his letter. It's a sad song because it's all about the unattainable, the door you never quite reach. This is the road that you never get to the end of. Mm-hmm. Harp and sing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it's one of those forever songs too. You know, it's it's an epic forever ever song. Yeah. And there's no real. You don't really even know what it's about. I mean, obviously, you just said it's that road that you'll never attain. So there it is. That's a yeah, that, that, just, that's, that's everything. Yeah. Just I guess it's just that moment when you're very alone. No, and nothing. Let it be that, that someone telling you that won't work or a friend won't help. You know, maybe just driving alone. I don't know. It's that utterly lost moment. Bleak. Yeah, it's very bleak. Um, yeah, and like you're saying, like the, just the sounds like he is on the verge of tears. Uh, He's about to lose his band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I guess I can't imagine, but I mean, that, I've never been level. in the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, that. That's why. I mean, the, the, this album will. Or this edition of the podcast every ten. We should call them like a Beatlecast or something. But we'll this is the saddest it. one to talk about, just because of everything that goes on. It gets yeah. better. <laughs> it yeah. gets better as 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 our timeline. They get younger go. and get, more enthusiastic. Get, yeah, exactly. They're gonna get younger and more enthusiastic as they go along, as we go along here. Um, and but like long winding road is like. We went through this crazy seven year, whatever the hell. Like, what? What did we just do? We just altered musical history forever. Um, but I'm alone. Yeah, I don't. I don't have my band anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I start fucking crying, let's go on to. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the next one. Uh, you have anything there? No. Nope. Anything else there? No. Nope. We'll have a. We have another George Harrison song coming up. For You Blue, 11th song, the penultimate song on the record. For You Blue. Penultimate. a simple 12 bar song following all the normal 12 bar principles except that it's happy go lucky yeah totally yeah it's a happy blue song it is um yo johnny go. it ain't my woman left me I, mean, I don't know what to do here we go with that john's doing uh john's doing the slide the slide, slide rhythm. Wall, whatever it is it's so weird i think it's a is it i don't know if it's a lap steel yeah it's a lap steel is it a lap steel yeah yeah, yeah. He's giving a shout out to the great Elmore James uh, Saying if maybe he was doing the solo It would be a little different This song is just a straight up jam Yeah, totally It's like cut off like, I don't think they practiced it that much This is just them jamming it out mm-hmm. And they took that version mm-hmm. um, That little metallic 
think that's Paul McCartney playing piano, and he put paper. Oh yeah, that's um, a that's a classic thing to do. It's a fuzzy metallic sound. This is Paul McCartney. Oh no, this is Paul Hicks. It's a fuzzy metallic sound, which he did by putting a piece of paper in the piano strings, causing yeah. them to vibrate against the paper when struck. You can hear on the session tape Paul's fiddling around trying to get the right sound. So they all liked something about this song where Paul was like, "I'm gonna try to." mess with the piano sound and and fucking Lennon's gonna jump on the lap still yeah and I like how he just just plays it over and over again it's just it's a little weird trippy it's like a psychedelic blues song yeah and and what's funny was that like you know obviously uh, as far as a talent George Harrison is the most talented guitar player in, in the Beatles oh yeah um, and you know Lennon was a little like Apprehensive about playing the, the lap steel on this, and George is like, "Nah, fuck, fucking no, go ahead. Yeah. No, I like it. Keep doing." Like, yeah. And maybe, it, maybe in a, in a in a ploy to to boost morale, I guess. Uh, he was just like, "Oh, that's fucking great," and it, it, it's very cool. Um, but you know, it's, and it's given, very just given Lennon a shot. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah, totally. Um, or yeah. it wasn't like John, go home and let's figure this out. It was just like, cool. That's cool. Yeah, that'll work. We're done. Uh-huh. I love the way he's just singing this one too. He's singing it sweetly. He's singing it very sweetly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a sweet George Harrison song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm reading a couple of different things where I read that John Lennon used a shotgun shell or Yoko's lipstick too for the lap steel, not an actual slide. Uh, it's a play. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can't confirm either. We'll get back to you. Um, this is also where John throws in the Queen says no to pot smoking FBI members, or is that right before Get Back? Um, well, that was at the beginning. At the beginning of this song? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I think it is. That weird little uh, Queen says no to pot. I think that you all just got both busted for pot smoking, so I mm-hmm. guess that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sweet, slippery vote um, melody and voice. Yeah. It's a Get Back feel very just chill and then again i guess that's where you're going with like we're not perfecting this we're not gonna really work on it that much we just jammed it and it's working yeah lyric wise uh you know just because you're sweet and lovely i love you i want you You in the moment i feel blue i'm living every moment girl for you you looked at me and that's all you had to do yeah yeah, just a clean, cute love song. Yeah, you know, and that's what kind of the Beatles, um, Beatles were kind of known for for a good part of their careers, just clean cut love songs. You know, um, and that's that's get back, get back, get back. And it's a nice break after we just almost cried. Uh, it was nice to have a nice, sweet love song. Yeah, bring us mm-hmm. back into a little happy mode. Um, yeah, there's, it's it's a nice song. It's. Side two of the album is it just it doesn't hold up to side one. Yeah. Um, but you have Long and Winding Road, which hits hits you hard, and then you have the next song. Um, but yeah, for Furry Blue, nice little song. I, it's I guess the reason I say that is Harrison was on a roll, um, and he was bringing in a lot of songs, and they picked this, which is just. It's cute, and it's it's the get back, and maybe that's what they wanted. But he was he was bringing up uh, "Ain't It Ain't It a Pity," mm-hmm. "My Sweet Lord," all the songs that made it on his solo album, and they just weren't interested. 
for whatever reason. Um, all things must pass. They pass yeah, on that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so they just, I think, again, maybe it's that 12 bar old school that they just wanted. The original, the, the entire, like, you know, hey, do you have any blues songs? Do you have any? You know, yeah, yeah. This is another 12 bar song, uh, 12 bar blues. But yeah. And it's just, it's just with the, with Lennon playing that weird laugh, it just feels goofy and cool. Uh-huh. It makes it a totally. little more fun. If it's it didn't fun. have that, yeah. Um, the song was originally called George's Blues. Because You're Sweet and Lovely, George's Blues. So this is the third song that was renamed. Mm-hmm. For You Blue. George, could not, George and I couldn't think of the name last night. We, we were about to just podcast a little yeah, couple brain, beers on us. Couldn't think of it. Brain farts. I got, I got For You. Forgot about yeah. the blue. Mm-hmm. So just a, a song to a lady that's a little, little down. It's For You Blue, Honey Boo Bear. Um... Yeah, just a, a cute little sweet song, and that's about it for me. Yeah, same here. We'll go to the last album song on side, the last song on the record, and uh, it's the the name of what we've been talking about the whole time, and this is the epitome of it. Last song, number twelve. Get back. Was it at Yoko, folks? Uh, was it? Yoko. That was John Lennon being paranoid when he thought this song may be a step. He said every time uh, McCartney said, get back, Jojo, he would look over at Yoko. <laughs> Jojo, Yoko. They got, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh. Um. This is back to basics. Yeah, totally. This is the basics. And Paul's Paul he, Paul's even doing his kind of like, uh, like uh, a little Richard old school. Yeah, like, a little little like boyish boyish way of singing a great vocals though. Yeah, totally. So good. Yeah. Uh, totally. Uh, John Lennon on lead guitar. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, sometimes Paul lets me play. Being a little whiny. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, yeah. 
and if he lets me, I'll, I can throw down yeah. solo. Um, get get back is Paul. This is John Lennon. That's a better version of Lady Madonna. You know, a pot boiler rewrite. Listen. He likes this better than Lady Madonna. You got uh, the unsung Sweet hero of the whole album, uh, Billy Preston, playing just great keys oh, again. Killing it, yeah. I, on this one, I wrote Billy motherfucking Preston again. Um, just killing it, and I love just the drums and the and the the ding, ding, the, the quick shit, yeah, yeah the, the quick the chord changes. Because um, you're riding that one beat. Yeah, you need that little. Um, kind of like a immigrant song or something. And this is what they got. Like when you when you put on classic rock radio, Beatles can fit into so many different spectrums. But this is the song they put on. Yeah, this is that or why my guitar gently weeps, but. For this album, this is their classic standard. Yeah. Besides their ballads, yeah, this is just a straight up classic rock song. Um, the the lyrics are pretty funny. They're like a satirical, critical look at the attitudes toward immigration in Britain, which is funny because we're kind of having that problem in America right now. Uh huh. Um, Something's never changed, and <laughs> they just keep coming back. Uh, people are so scared of other people that they don't know. Uh, but there's there's a a plight or there was a problem with Pakistanis moving in and there was a British politician that was yeah. going to save you from the evils of Pakistanis. Um, original lyrics went, uh, Meanwhile, back at home, too many Pakistanis living in a console flat. Candidate McMillan, tell us what your plan is. Won't you tell us where you're at? Yeah. Glad he didn't put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, like there's a bunch of them. Like, just think da 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 I mean, you're pretty good looking. You're not like the best looking guy, but you know, it was just a lyric I just made up. I I, I didn't put much thought into it. You said I was pretty. Yeah, you know, you're my partner in this. You sit across no, from me at the table. No, you're pretty good looking for a girl. <laughs> but your eyes are wide open. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, so yeah, get back. Uh, ends the album, and you think it would have fit to have Long the Winding Road end it? Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, just cause I don't know there's there's sentimentality to it instead of funness when really what's going on here is a sentimental sad thing in the history of the Beatles um, should they go out with the big sad song I don't or know just get yeah back? that's the thing I, maybe maybe not um, well no matter what my favorite thing is the song ends with John Lennon saying well, me, me and the boys hope we pass yeah, the audition. That's kind of cool, too. That's beautiful. That is, yeah, just in general, and as the whole thing. Well, there you go, guys. Yeah. Enjoy. I hope that was good enough. I hope you enjoyed the ride. Yeah, exactly. We're out. So yeah. I, I do... I, I'm cool with Get Back as the ending. But even that part was from the yeah, live... Yeah, it's not the original. It, they, they, it's cut between studio recording, yeah. uh, some old, old recordings at the, the beginning, roof. and then the rooftop, uh, the rooftop show. Yeah, him saying that is the... Yeah, so the end, the end of the song here, you'll hear that, uh, 
you'll hear like a, you know, the, it makes it, Phil Spector put it together to make it seem like it was a live, a live take. Um, yeah. It was actually just spiced up shit, uh, different, different takes and stuff. Um, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, and, and, and this song is kind of a, a, a Beatles greatest hit. You know, Get Back is, is, is a radio song. Yeah, um, for people the, that... Here's the ending here. For people that... I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> little, little chuckle at the end. Yeah, absolutely. He said it very uh, super British. British. Well, I hope we've passed the audition. Uh, powerful get back. And that's it. The 12th album from the mighty powerful Beatles. <clears throat> 1970s. Uh, one thing to keep in mind too, folks. So... This is their last album. We've already said this over and over again, but it, it was recorded before Abbey Road, so they still have that in them that was coming out. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about that in episode 20. But this album was released in April... No, March... Uh, no, April, sorry, of 1970. They broke up in, in, in uh, March. No, this is... Sorry, no, this is May. This was released in May. May, okay. Yeah. In the UK, it was released May 8th. In the uh, US, it was May 18th. Okay. So. And we're looking at this as like the album that the Beatles were running out of steam. Just keep this in mind, too, as you listen to this album over again. This is 1970. Guess what else came out in 1970? Four other albums. By who? By all the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Ringo came out first with his solo album. Good yeah. job, Ringo. Uh -huh. Paul McCartney came out with his Baby, I'm Amazed, you know. Some great fucking songs. Paul, um, John Lennon came out with uh, Ono uh, Pasagono Band. Band. Uh -huh. Fucking killer. And then George Harrison, who's just been kept quiet, came out with the triple album, All Things Must Pass. Those all came out in the same year this came out. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> just take that. They, they were running out. They, they just didn't want to work with each other. Anymore. Yeah. They yeah. weren't running out of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they've continued. Just, just eat. Just they continued. Five albums. So they had five albums worth that came out in one year. Mm-hmm. If only they could just put their fucking egos apart, you Man. know. But hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, mine did not work out so well. No. It's too powerful. It didn't help. It can't even stop the Beatles. They took so much ass together, and still, yeah. it, you can't stop the ego. <laughs> so what we're trying to get is just check your ego, check folks. Check your egos. Keep your egos at the dough. Um... Yeah, great to. Uh, I like starting backwards. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's we we were worried about the introduction. I think we did okay. It, it's it's so weird. The Beatles' history is so vast, and you there's so many. I have I've read a lot of books, and I'm sure people that are listening to this have. You know, I'm, if we missed anything, it's the Beatles, guys. Yeah. What the fuck do you yeah. want us to do? Yeah. We. Uh, I mean, if you've listened to more than one episode, I'm sure you've heard us reference. Uh, the Beatles on more than one occasion now um, Beatles are my favorite band and I thought that I was the king all know all Beatles guy until I met the my co-host here Charlie oh shit uh, and then I was like oh well no I don't know as much as this guy so cool someone else who also loves the Beatles as much as I do yeah um and so what we're just basically just going to try to do it justice. And I, I felt like we we did let it be pretty good and, and let it be is not the easiest one to do um, Especially and, and, since it's that middle thing yeah. where it's not the end album, but it is. But, but it, yeah. Um, so, but with Abbey Road, which will, you know, will be episode twenty. It'll, which is my favorite Beatles record. Uh, so it'll, it'll be even easier. 
thank you for listening i mean this is a long one if you like i i think us doing every 10 episodes is a very cool thing um uh don't forget to check out our website and you know like and review and all that stuff websites www.thisismusicpodcast.com um we have some updated stuff uh our, our good buddy juan um wonderful bassist and good-looking guy and a writer he, and a writer he wrote uh he's now has has uh two pieces uh that he's written for the podcast website and he's basically just writing reviews uh for cds that he bought so it's very very cool um huge music lover as well yes absolutely uh we'll more we'll definitely be having him on at one point he's not much of a talker but you know he will we can we can we can get it out of him we he's a looker not yeah. a talker yeah he's a stand there look pretty boy uh, <laughs> um, well, so we're gonna do yeah. what Phil Spector should have done. Yes, yeah. Actually, and what, and the Beatles deserve blame too. It's their fucking album. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're yeah, we're gonna go out with "Don't Let Me Down." Um, and the reason, uh, actually, as we were doing this podcast, I was thinking about it because you mentioned it. Singles. We're not gonna do a singles record. Yeah, this was a single. Yeah. Um, for this ish, it, it was album. the B side for Get Back. Exactly. So we just played Get Back, and we'll uh, let you guys go with Don't Let Me Down. So, so when, yeah, when when people brought a lot of people did buy singles back then because you couldn't afford to buy the album. Mm-hmm. You bought Get Back, good fucking driving song, good classic song. But on the on the other side was the album that should have been on Let It Be. But anyways. I'm, I'm not mad anymore. Um, it's but, been years, Charlie. Get over it. I, I would li- like to talk about it, but I don't. I just let's just let the song speak for itself. And um, yeah, good luck, guys. Thank you for listening. Let it be, um, bro. Let it we'll be. We'll see you on the next one.